This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's got Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Sam is gone and Dean's got work. What's next, huh? Hobbits? Come back, bitch and And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural because we love hunks. We love hunks. We love hunks. 300 episodes worth of hunks. We're here for it. We are here for that. Uh, We are in the middle of season six. We're having a great time. I was, we, we keep talking about this every single episode that we record in season six, but the, the overall feeling from our, from our, our listeners, from the, the community that we are a part of, it was kind of like, oh, super, season six is going to be bad. And I am enjoying yeah. the hell out of myself right now. Yeah, the, the, especially the last one I just watched, I was like, I, I love this television show. Absolutely. It's great. These two are great. The, I mean, Granted, one of them's written by Ben Edlund, and anytime Ben Edlund shows up with the writing credit, you know you're going to be in for a, a great time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, before we jump into those episodes, let's. Well, first off, Chris, how are you? Are you doing okay today? What's going on with Chris? <laughs> yes, I'm doing. I'm doing real great. I'm feeling like a hunk for once. Yeah, how you feel, Jeremy? I am. I'm hunked out. I had my my hunk juice, which is a, a yep. small like espresso. <laughs> just my, sure. my hunk juice. It's a it's a protein shake, but you also put wine in it. Yes, that's my hunk juice. <laughs> uh, Daddy needs his juice, or he's going to get angry. Uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. We're uh, just to keep everybody updated. We're we're progressing rapidly along my home improvement project, my remodel. So I'm, I'm very happy <laughs> about that. Uh, I made a I made a delicious chili tonight. I don't usually cook a lot of food. Like I'm not much of a chef, or like a sure. not much in the kitchen. There's like yeah, no. five things that I make. One of them is grilled <laughs> cheese. So, yeah, I bet, I bet it's a hell of a grilled cheese, Jeremy. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> it's it's not it's not at all. Do you, do you make a grilled cheese sandwich, Chris? While we're on the top, I it? can yeah, I can make an okay grilled cheese sandwich, but I'm lactose intolerant, so it's not. So really it's not my a good. Specialty. Yeah, it's it's mostly for somebody else when you're making a grilled cheese. Yeah, usually it's it's making I'm making it for friend of the show Jess, and I'm like, hey, check out this slice of pie. Do you uh do you know what the best thing to put on the outside of the bread when you're making a grilled cheese sandwich is? I don't know more cheese. No, most people use butter, but I'm I'm here to tell everybody a secret today about how to make your grilled cheese sandwich better. Don't use butter, use mayonnaise. What the fuck? I'm telling you, dude, I had the same reaction when I was 14, and my buddy showed me this, and I I was wrong. It is it is a delicious way to make a grilled cheese sandwich. Interesting. Well, before you uh, freak everybody else out, let's get into this episode. Yeah, let's uh, let's mention a Patreon that they, people can uh, donate to, so that we don't have to eat grilled cheese sandwiches. We can afford real food, right like, like real adults. Patreon.com slash Monster of the Week is the place you can go. Uh, I, I mentioned this in the last episode, and Patreon was on the path of doing some kind of weird shit with their fees. They've reversed that. So for the, in the 24 hours between us recording it and me releasing it, they fixed it. So yay, go Patreon. Um, so if go support us on Patreon, it helps us make more shows and it gets you access to a lot of cool stuff. Uh, Chris, what has been happening with my hunks? Tell me, catch me up to season six, episode nine. Jeremy, you're not going to believe this. Sam, you know, Sam Winchester. From the television show Supernatural, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. doesn't Wait, have Sam? a soul. Sam or Samuel? Yeah, I'm getting confused. Sa- Sam, Sam. Okay, doesn't have a soul. He was resurrected from hell by Crowley, but 
when he was pulled out from Lucifer's cage, he left something behind, and that thing was his soul. And now that they've learned this, and they've learned sort of Crowley's plans for everybody, which is to gather the alpha monsters to locate Purgatory, so he can have, like, a bigger kingdom, I guess, in Purgatory. Um, Sam and Dean are now working for Crowley, and they've been kind of at his whim because Crowley has been holding Sam's soul hostage. And that is sort of where we find our boys now. I didn't do a super great job on that one, but like, I didn't, I don't think I was wrong about anything. No, you definitely weren't wrong. Um, I can say that confidently because I was not paying attention to it because I'm already caught up yeah. in supernatural. I know what the fuck's going on. You were really just doing that for yeah. our listeners. For sure. Um, remember we will be used to write these. <laughs> I do remember when you used to write these, Chris. I do remember that. <laughs> why don't we? Uh, why don't we lean into um, what's this episode called? Clap your hands if you believe. Sure. Tell me, tell me what this one's about, Jeremy. Uh, as 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 my friend Chris mentioned, it's called "Clap Your Hands If You Believe," written by Ben Edlund and directed by John F. Showalter of the Showalter Showalters. You think? I didn't really pay attention to that I, before. No idea what you're talking about. It was released on November 19th, 2010. While Sam and Dean are investigating a UFO sighting, Dean is abducted from a crop circle. However, when he awakes, he discovers he isn't dealing with aliens, but fairies. That's 30 minutes into Damn the it. show. Unfortunately, yeah. only Dean can see the fairy that keeps attacking him, which makes tracing and stopping them difficult. The brothers become even more perplexed when Sam's investigation leads them to a world full of elves, gnomes, and a leprechaun. Uh, I... Now, okay, <laughs> that's that's mm. <laughs> J- Jared and Jensen. I think are both really great in this episode, and that's what saves it from being just absolutely ridiculous. Because if we went into this thinking it's UFOs for like twenty five minutes, and then the pin drops, and you realize, oh, it's actually this other thing. It could have been kind of cool. It's really just very goofy. It's a little bit hit or miss on the goofs, um, but it's not a bad episode. I think it's actually ranked as one of the worst, but it's, in my opinion, it's not bad. I here, Here's an issue. I really like this episode. <laughs> Great. No, honestly, I'm glad you do. Sola Sam, he's, got the, he's getting the chuckles from me, I'll tell you that much. I uh, I think most of the goofs really work in this. Uh, the like a lot of the stuff, the the framing device of the show. Like I like I really enjoyed interviewing people and having to go back to the same people that over and over again. Uh, Sam mm-hmm. is Solus. Sam is is continuing to be a goddamn delight. Uh, at the end of the second yep. episode we're covering tonight, uh, spoiler alert: Sam is questioning whether or not he even wants his soul back. And frankly, Chris, so am I. Maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> Sam doesn't need his soul back because the 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 just the the tension between Dean and the dichotomy between Dean and Sam right now, where Dean is having to. Like he's he's expecting Sam to have these emotions and he's not is really fun and, and, and good to me, especially when it's written like this, where it's funny and it, and yeah, it's we're gonna specifically see funny. The dark we're gonna see the dark side of of not having a soul um, in the next few episodes, but they also are able to pull out the the funny side of it, especially with this. And uh, they they just well, let's start the episode because they just railroad in right away with just a couple of tucked in t shirts making out. In a crop field somewhere. Yeah, the kids that you hated in high school are, are, are in a crop circle making out with one another. Like the people that you yeah. definitely hated and that probably picked on you. Like the the, the cheerleader and the, <laughs> the quarterback. Maybe I'm projecting yeah. here. I don't know. I don't know what you, you did in be. high school. But no. whatever. I don't know why. They both had their t-shirts tucked in. That's something I just noticed. So that's what I called them. Um, but What's the last so time Patrick, you've seen a teenager with with their shirt tucked in that wasn't at a funeral or a wedding? That, I don't think I mean, that, that, that I just have. I have. I think I avoid most teenagers in my day to day life. Um, same friend. Same. So 
Patrick, that's the that's the boy in this situation. He he's he's hearing something. He's freaking. I just wrote down, stop, stop it, Patrick. You're freaking her out because she kept saying, stop it, Patrick. You're freaking me out because <laughs> he he hears something in the out in the crop field and he goes and he looks. He sees some spooky lights and then he gets abducted i guess and we're left with like a wide shot of a crop circle and then i'm just skipping right past it because then they slam us with an x-files intro this introduction is amazing i will probably somehow layer this music in if i can find a glean copy of it it's so great it's very x-files if not is it just Mm -hmm. like a straight parody because i'm not extremely familiar parody of the x-files intro yeah it's it's different music but yeah it's it's the same thing and this main dude that we're going to talk to uh what we talked to first is the alien the ufo expert he's from X-Files too, right? Oh, I don't even know. I, he probably is. I, I bet he is. I should have checked that out. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We're not here We're not here for X-Files as much as I'm... I'm actually literally holding a smoking man figure in my hand as I record, but I'm not here for the X-Files. Do you often find yourself holding a smoking man figure? Um Yes. Yeah, I'm just going to say yes to that that question. So, moving right along, I love this intro shot. After we get the the X-Files intro and this this series of interviews, you know, blocks just center frame on all these people saying, "Yeah, I saw these lights," or like, you know, Patrick he went missing. He's just interviewing all these people in town who claim to have seen UFOs, and I love this format of pulling that, you know, fake UFO documentary thing and just like, you know, dropping our boys into it. Uh, and then what do they cut around after they show this kind of um, witchy type lady? I guess. I don't know. Uh, she's into fairies. I don't know if she's a witch, but definitely not. Um, I wouldn't say witchy. Uh, there's a joke no, later in the, the uh, in the episode where Sam says it looks like a Sedona. Uh, it's like someone pooped Sedona in her trailer and that's what it looks like. And that's very much what it is. It's a very earthy, hippie kind of uh, patchouli yeah, type, type situation. Definitely a lot of yeah. like figurines and topaz <laughs> necklaces and very in tune with Native Americans despite being as you know white bread as you come. That, that right, kind of situation. Right. Um, but she is saying, oh no, it's not UFOs, it's fairies. Um, and if they hadn't already spoiled it for you, you'd be like, wow, what a crazy lady. But that's what Sam says. <laughs> he says, you want to add glitter to that glue you're sniffing, then that's fine. Yes. But like, we, come on, lady. Sam's reaction to quite a few people here, and I know that's specifically being played over, over the top so that Dean can, can be the voice of reason. And that's, that's where a lot of the comedy comes from. But he's just so mean to everybody, and I love it so much. (laughs) He's so shitty to people, and it's just like casually shitty in a way that we don't get very often. And it's 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 very good. Dean has to pull him to the side and basically just tell him what he would do if he had empathy. Like just you you (laughs) you are a bad person right now, and you shouldn't make decisions. Only I am your conscience. I need to be the person that tells you what is good and bad. Yeah, he's trying to coach coach him on how to like how to have empathy. He's just like, I I don't know, I I can't I can't care about what I can't care about. I think that's actually the, the exact line. It is. Says. I wrote that down. Yeah, I can't care about what I don't care about. It's very good. I love this a lot. But so, push all the soul of Sam stuff aside because you know we got to do the classic supernatural move, and you you know what that is. I do, man. Harass a grieving parent. Of course. <laughs> the first place that they go to is this the Patrick, who is the uh, football player from the cold open. His dad is a watchmaker. Um, I refer to him lovingly as Watch Guy in my notes because I did not pick up sure, on his sure, name. Sure, 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 sure. So he's just now Watch yeah, Guy to me. I believe it's Grieving Father, I think, if you look at the IMDb. Uh, I'm not going to do that. 
Because okay, sure. I opened up IMDb to uh, look up that other dude to see if he was on X-Files. And, uh, spoiler, he wasn't. But he's been on literally every other TV show in existence. And IMDb is so coded in Star Wars bullshit that it slowed my internet down and he started glitching out. So, <laughs> so I'm not going to be opening that anymore. Uh, yeah, they go to interview this dude and... Sam, once again, it, you know, Dean is just treating this as a normal harassment situation. Like, we're, we're from a newspaper. We need to ask you all these pointed questions. Whereas Sam takes it one step further and it's like, he's hiding something, Dean. I know it. We can beat it out of him. He doesn't say beat it out of him, but he's, he's being extremely <laughs> aggressive well. with this grieving father. Yeah. It's just, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I know that I think it's the tone of the episode to definitely step it up a notch. But it's it's and it shouldn't be funny, but it's incredibly funny. Um, is this when they split up? Because they, the father says he's like, "No, y- y'all are crazy. Get out of my store." Yeah, he he kicks them out, which good for him. And the only weird thing here is that there's a, as as Dean and Sam leave. Well, there's a couple of weird things. Number one, Dean has business cards made up, so <laughs> apparently this is a, something that he often uses as a disguise, like this reporter person. Because <laughs> I just and it's definitely got that number has to be going to Bobby, right? There's no question that that's where that number goes to. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And then second, do, you think, do they use a rock star alias here? Just question, just. I did not. I don't think they did. I did not pay attention to it. If they did, a lot of this. I don't know if they if they are doing that right now. I know that's a uh, that's a pretty good running gag in the supernatural fandom. Like I know people like that a whole mm-hmm. lot. I I I find that it works, but it's also it usually takes me out of the episode because I have to think mm-hmm. about okay, who, why are these two people related? What band were they in, or whatever? Um, and now that we yeah, have this podcast, um, I always go immediately to Sheriff Beyonce. So I can't, I can't help, <laughs> which I think was the name of like our fourth episode or something. So, yeah, I mean, I, I obviously I like the classic rock roots of this show and, but that's, that's, that was Kripke's thing more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't do anything for me. Them using the names doesn't, it's a, it's a good gag and I, I get it. And it's mm-hmm. something that you can be consistent with. Uh, and it, but I don't like calling attention to it. I'm not. Who knows? Because they did the, they did this at the in the last episode too. Uh, they used it was like Owen and something, and now I don't quite remember what it was, but I definitely remember it being oh, yeah. a reference. So the whole time I thought that they were saying Owen and Wilson, and I was like, why are they making an yes. Owen Wilson? Joke? I went to bring that up, and I forgot. Absolutely, yeah. should be Owen Wilson. That's a you... wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's keep it moving here. Wow. wow. Let's, go, let's, go, let's give me your own, guys. Wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, Dean has business cards, and they get kicked out of this watchmaker's facility uh, office or whatever. And he looks back over, the watch guy looks back over at this watch and says, like, it was that good enough to literally nobody there. There's nothing in the frame except a spinning watch, which seems a little weird. Uh-oh. Spooky. Uh, and we're going to get a bunch of split ups in this episode where Dean mm-hmm. and Sam, unlike what the, we heard in the, in your book reading last week from last week's episode, which was delightful, by the way, I wasn't there. Uh, yes. I wasn't live for that, but I heard it quite a few times as I was editing and I would just want to mm-hmm. you know, shake your hand on that. In that book, they said, hey, you know, break, splitting the, splitting up Sam and Dean is not a good idea. They do it constantly in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say thank you for the compliment, but it's, you know, it's really all in the writing. It's all there. You know, I, I don't know, man. The writing was pretty abysmal. The reading was pretty great. I'm, I'm just a vessel for, the, for that. You're just, uh, a meat for suit. That prose. You're just a meat suit for that book. 
Um, so Dean goes to investigate the the crop field where um, Brian Patrick, his name's Patrick, not Brian, where Patrick went missing. <laughs> and maybe yeah. his name is Brian Patrick. So okay, make it down. Right, whatever. Just very Irish boy. Um, Dean goes to investigate the the area, and ca- I think he calls Sam. No, he he starts to get abducted. I'm just I'm, I'm skipping to that part because I think Sam is just like hanging out at a bar. Yeah, I'm pretty sure well, he's Sam, not doing it. It's anything. Sam's job to follow the the watch guy around, and uh, that's right. I'm glad somebody was paying attention. <laughs> and Sam has been chided by Dean to say, "Don't make any decisions. Don't get into a conversation. Don't do anything yeah, until you talk to right. me." So as Dean is investigating these crop circles. Uh, Sam calls him and says, like, the only thing this dude is up to is alcoholism. He's just sitting here drinking his pain away. And this is when we get the, like, flashing lights. All the lights go off in the crop, crop field, which, why are there lights? And I guess because there's an investigation, but seriously, like, why would you leave the lights yeah, on? Anyway, know. who cares? Uh, Dean gets abducted, but before that, he starts running away. He grabs his... I love the pose that he's in, by the way. Did you catch this? Mm-hmm. When he whips out mm-hmm. the knife in his in one hand and the gun in the other? I'm like, fuck yeah, we're yeah. about to get... <laughs> We're about to get into some shit. I am into this. <laughs> Nobody's abducted deep with just without a fight. Uh, but uh, it, Sam on the other end being like, oh, okay, yeah, are you being abducted, huh? Like he just, just he's pretending to care, but like totally distracted by everything that's going on around him. I love the, he says, which encou- which which type of encounter are we talking, which kind of encounter are we talking about, first or second? And Dean screams something because he's running away from this light at the, you know, screaming at the top of his lungs. He's like, oh, we're already at the third, are we? Okay, okay, fine. And just, do you, do you need some help? And then signals to the waitress that he wants another beer. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I'll just I'll be right there as soon as I finish this brand new beer that I ordered. Yes. Just so disinterested. <laughs> He's just not concerned whatsoever. Uh, Dean leaves, and uh, you know later shows later Sam goes to the crop circle at least and finds his cell phone and kind of just wanders around town until he finds this like UFO group of people. Uh, we run into the same mm-hmm. guy from the very first of the of the show. Uh, Richard Picardo, by the way, is that dude's name, and he has literally been in everything. Yeah. So. A bunch of people are probably it's, screaming it's, at us for not knowing that dude is the re- only reason I bring it up. <laughs> I love how like hilarious it is because if if you think I used to love the UFO documentary stuff, I was so into all that crap, and it's always just compiling eyewitness accounts. Like I'm going to research this for years, but just tell stories about people saying they saw aliens. And Sam comes in like, I need all of the, yes, I believe you about the aliens because my brother was just abducted. I need all of the info that you have. And then this guy gives him a little pamphlet being like, this is 30 years of work. And Sam's like, what the fuck? It's just, it's bullshit. There's not have a you ever single, considered that not- you suck at hunting UFOs. <laughs> Sam is just so mean to this dude. And, uh, some, some rando girl comes out and starts like, oh, did your, did your brother get abducted? And he's like, oh yeah, totally. Absolutely. See, he, he got abducted. Oh my God. I'm like, well, that's you. Just- you know, I, I <laughs> How, how long ago did it happen? It's like, oh, like, you know, a couple hours ago. It's, it's, it's fine. I'm, I'm okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this scene is incredible. It's he, really funny. As soon as he picks up that she's flirting, he's like, oh, all right. Yeah, Dean, uh, excuse me, Sam is a little horn dog throughout this episode, which is not something that we normally see with Sam. So the soul of Sam oh. is a little misogynistic, but uh, I, he's just so take charge. That, and, and most of the things he does, I'm kind of coming around on Team Soul of Sam. So. <laughs> Soul of Sam might be my favorite Sam. <laughs> uh, a, f- a few hours later, Dean just automatically reappears in the middle of the cornfield, shooting his gun everywhere. 
Uh, yes, it's amazing. He, he goes back to the hotel, <laughs> finds Sam in bed with the hippie chick. Not the first hippie chick, but the second hippie chick. Uh, right. Like, you know, inflorate delicto. And is extremely concerned because he was just abducted by aliens. And Sam's reaction was to go bang a stranger. <laughs> and, yeah. And the conversation. she's like, that oh, come- that's your brother. That's great. <laughs> no, oh, that's Dean. <laughs> It's really funny. Uh, great. She does ask him what you know what what they were like, and he responds that they were grabby, incandescent douchebags, which is <laughs> sounds about right. Sounds pretty good description. Uh, Dean is pissed, right? Because if this yeah. would, if the situation were reversed, Dean would be going out of his mind trying to find his brother. And of course, Sam's response to this is like, "Well, what am I supposed to do? I didn't have any leads." You know, what, am I just supposed to sit around not doing anything? <laughs> and Dean is like, "Yes, absolutely. You're supposed to suffer. This is you're absolutely yep. supposed to do this." This there's a great scene before they have that talk where where Sam is like again trying to pretend, and he puts a hand on Dean's oh, knee. Oh yeah, like, it's okay. This is safe so room. awkward. Yeah, this is a safe room, Dean. I'm listening to you. Like, please stop pretending, yeah. soulless Sam. This is weird. This is worse. This is way way and worse. Dean is like. He's like, I had a close encounter, Sam, and I won. And which, uh, first of all, I love it. If he wasn't really abducted by aliens, but I love, I would love it for it to be canon that Dean is the only person ca- uh, abducted by aliens who who fought his way out. Um, because that's what Dean says. He, uh, first, first, <laughs> first, Sam pours him a drink, so we have to because we have to talk about Dean's alcoholism as much as possible. Uh, Sam pours him a drink. Dean describes this, and he says that they were taken by surprise when he started like slashing and shooting everywhere, almost as if nobody had ever attempted that before. I'm like, yeah, no yeah. shit. <laughs> Most people probably aren't abducted when they're armed and ready for a fight. <laughs> and then even they they both kill it here when Sam is like, "We should take a shower," and Dean's like, "I should take a shower." I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to take a shower. And uh, the next, I guess the next day or later, they're at the diner. And this is when they have the conversation of, uh, you know, what, what yeah. am I supposed to do? Sit around and suffer? And Dean's like, absolutely. If you had a soul, you would understand. Yeah. <laughs> and of course. And meanwhile, he's actively hitting on chicks. <laughs> what does Dean say? You gave her the uh, the silent how you doing? Which, Yeah. <laughs> really unironically like that expression like i'm going to be using that yeah. with autumn and then i'm going to ruin the effect by saying that i just did it with i did the silent how you doing to her <laughs> uh dean is, and you know that in any other circumstance dean would be so proud of sam oh yeah if he hadn't literally just been abducted by aliens he would be pretty like oh wow <laughs> sam's really coming coming out of his shell a little bit uh <laughs> sam is coming out of his shell and he is doing just fine <laughs> I, you know, at, at, at a certain point, I know at the beginning of this show, Dean was was really trying to encourage his brother to to break out of his, you know, his his modeling self to to get out there and mm-hmm. live a little. Uh, it was probably a little bit too early, considering he had just seen his girlfriend uh, roast on the ceiling. But now, yeah, for sure, I, I have to imagine Dean is just tired of Sam's antics. Like, okay, first was the demon blood. Now you have no soul. What's it going to be next year, Sam? I don't know. You tell me. Are you gonna Are you gonna be carrying around? Are you gonna become a ventriloquist? Ventriloquist? Am I saying that weird? Ventriloquist? Nope. Yeah, you're, def- you're definitely saying it weird. Ventriloquist. Ventriloquist? Why can't I say that word? Is Ven- Trill. Ventril? Twill? Trill. That can't be right. Trill. Trill. Ventriloquist. Ventriloquist. There we go. We got there. Uh, <laughs> oh, I did. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I definitely did. G- go back and listen to the tape. It's fine. Oh, uh, oh okay. <laughs> but like, is Sam going to become a ventriloquist? Ugh. Here we go again. 
Anyway. Just, do a, just pick a different thing. Just pick pick, pick something different. No, no, no. A I'm, juggler. I'm into it. Is he going to carry around a dummy all the time? We're going to have to talk to your stupid dummy? Like, what, is that going to be what we have to do next year, Sam? <laughs> 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 I don't know why I can't say you that word. Magic the Gathering all of a sudden? Oh, man. Sam would be fucking insufferable playing Magic the Gathering. Can you imagine? Yeah. I can't. Because that's, that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Get a, get a load of my land card, Dean. It's dope. <laughs> I like making fun of Magic the Gathering a lot. I, I don't, don't know f- fucking shit all about Magic the Gathering. I don't know if Brian Wade listens to this podcast anymore, but uh, if you're out there, Brian Wade, that one was for you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they are going to leave this this diner that they're in. Uh, Dean is, is kind of exasperated by, by all of Sam's responses to this. And uh, as they're leaving, Dean sees like a weird guy on the outside of the window. And what is one of my favorite running line one of my favorite through lines on this episode because they don't really explain who this dude is right i don't think i missed that it's just a guy that shows up and then it will eventually start beating up on dean right yeah pretty much that's i mean like there's no explanation of who this dude is besides like maybe a fairy that's it that's all we know (laughs) yeah he's just he's creeping on him and sam's like what the hell are you looking at let's go dean you crazy person he's just no sympathy no concern he's just like whatever dude let's keep it moving so they decide to do a bunch of research on aliens, uh, and unfortunately, as you might imagine, there's too much of it. So Sam is at the library, Dean is back at the uh, shitty hotel, and they're they're doing their own different research. Sam calls, like, I'm, I'm says, "I'm coming home." Uh, y- did you find anything? Dean hasn't found anything. About this time. Uh, Starman starts playing. Yeah, from Dean's laptop, <laughs> which. Is weird and great, but how the fuck did they afford a Bowie song? This had to be a get, right? It, I guess, just because it, it's playing uh, through someone's laptop speakers and it's not actually uh, played in the track. I don't know. I'm just bullshitting. Oh, at the start, it definitely has that uh, like tinny sound, like they were specifically mm-hmm. doing it. But when it when stuff starts happening, it comes in at full volume, like in full in full HD, if you will, that full HD. Yeah, audio I don't know. I wonder how they got that. It's yeah. Maybe uh, maybe it was a loophole. Maybe CW had licensed it for a totally different show. <laughs> it was like, here, you yeah, can have this. Maybe too. maybe Bowie's cheaper than we think. <laughs> maybe 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 he would need some cash. Or maybe hey, you know what? Here's here's an idea. Maybe Bowie likes hunks because Bowie was a hunk. Maybe so. Bowie f- is a huge fan of Supernatural. Just because he's like some crazy artist musician, like doesn't mean that he can't love a good old fashioned television show. Absolutely, and he probably w- watched up to season five and then stopped watching and was surprised that there was a season six. But like a lot of people were so. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, the song starts playing. The lights go off. Uh, Dean knows something is up. The door opens, and what is literally a fairy comes in the room, like this glowing ball yeah. of light. And some of the most impressive CG that we've seen in the show so far. There is a. I, I just was immediately picturing the actual fairies that we're going to see in a minute, where uh, they show men, small men, <laughs> just normal dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Who have just been like green screened into the room? I guess. <laughs> yes, that is that is not good CG or use of a green screen. I mean, it's fine. It is what it is. Yeah, but this is fine, actually pretty good. This this ball of light like flies around. Uh, they do a pretty good job of tracking lighting on Dean's face when he's looking at this mm-hmm. thing, which I think is really good. There's a really great camera angle where Dean leans in real close, and this glow is all over his face, and he's he looks at the screen as he's as if he's looking through this this light, and he says nipples <laughs> and then immediately this ball of light starts beating the fuck out of dean winchester and and I, I just i love this so much chris this is this is one of my favorite things it's good i'm here for this 
I am here for doesn't this. He, he sticks this thing in the microwave, doesn't he? There's an extended fight scene where Dean does not doing very well. And he tricks this thing into going into the microwave and then turns it on high and explodes it. And one of the coolest kills of supernatural history. And then as soon as Sam gets back, Dean is like, my dude, take a look at this. It opens up the microwave and Sam's like, what? Wow. What are you, what are you looking at, man? What's going on here? I feel like there's there there was room here for uh, Sam to come home and like make some ramen noodles in the microwave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> With the do a full on like it version of of in Supernatural where the, nobody can see the blood but the kids yeah. and the and the dad is just like brushing his teeth with the blood all over it. Yeah, um, they didn't do that, but it's still good because Sam is still like let's just assume that I don't see it and start from there. <laughs> what what do we do about yeah. it? Also, Dean says that the fairy was hot and naked. <laughs> Which seems weird. Yeah, of course. I've, no, I mean, that's it's not that out of character. I don't know, man. If if you saw a very tiny person in a ball of light, would you like be like, "Wow, the hips"? Mm. Yeah, f- for sure. No, but like, I'm not Dean. <laughs> you're, you're not Dean Winchester. That's true. Very, very much the same in this relationship. Is this when Dean heads back to the? Uh... Well, close the shop, the watch shop. Yeah, close because this is where Sam says, uh, "Well, did did she have wings?" And Dean says, what made you ask that? And Sam puts it together that it actually is fairies. And uh, there's a great line in here where Sam says, uh, you're the one who pizza rolled Tinkerbell, man. <laughs> Leave this out. <laughs> Which I've never used the word pizza rolled as a verb before. And I think I'm going to pick it up because that's great. Good verb. Um, yeah, but this is where they, they kind of split up again. Oh, no, no. They go visit the crystal lady from the very beginning of the episode. The crazy cat lady that's putting glitter in her glue. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. That's right. Uh, do you feel a little weird that Dean is so anti-fairies in this? Not weird, but do you feel like it's a little off for Dean to be so anti-fairies in this this thing? I, I guess it's just because he's had so many strange experiences that he's like hyper paranoid and isn't quite himself. As we, I mean, I love that they, they do some of those like tracking shots with like the, the steady cam or the hand cam or whatever uh, later on mm-hmm. when Dean's running around with the camera right in his face. It's just an evolving paranoia because he's seeing something he shouldn't see. So I guess that makes him hate fairies. I don't know. There's a, there's sort of like a heightened level of, of nonsense going on in this episode. It's like, it takes place within the canon of supernatural, but as if the canon were a little bit different. Yeah. I just, I, they have been through a lot. They Dean has literally been to hell. They have followed all sorts of weird mystical creatures that should not exist in the world. But all of a sudden, he's balking at fairies, and the whole maybe time because he's, they're just he's, so weird. I don't know. Maybe so, and maybe it's just one of those like kid children's stories that he. But they they have fought werewolves. Like that's a children's story. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it seems yeah. like they should. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but this woman basically lays out the whole fairy whatever and i'll, I'll be fairy honest fairy lore fairy lore thank you that's the word i was looking for i i don't particularly care about this 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 at all i believe she starts talking about leprechauns and goblins which comes up a little bit later because sam asked someone if he was the leprechaun all along but for for the purposes of the show in my mind everybody's just a fairy that's just how this works yeah i guess so uh she describes it as a as a different dimension and that you can only see the fae huh huh if uh, if you have been to that dimension and come back, which of course Dean has, so it's it's actually fitting into everything that he is seeing, but he's just balking at actually believing any of it. Um, they also he also asked how to forcefully interact with the fairy, 
which is a lot of fun. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> yeah. a good word choice, Dean Winchester. There's a lot of good stuff from Dean in this. She tells the boys that fairies don't like iron. Um, they don't mm-hmm. like... Uh, that's cold steel. It was something weird. Uh, um... Well, they do like warm cream. Oh, that the dark fairies don't like uh, silver. That's what it is. Um, and if you spill salt or sugar in front of them, they have to immediately count every grain, which frankly seems like the worst D&D stat. <laughs> like the worst perk that you could pick in a Fallout uh-huh. game. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, seems pretty like, bad. Doesn't seem like a good one, y'all. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, they are attracted to bowls of cream, which seems very strange. So they go back and they... Is this where they confront the... Um... Well, they first or at least fin- Sam con- first confronts they, the dad. First, they finish their tea, which is its own Listen, brand of cuteness. You're gonna have to guide me through this part of the episode because I don't, I don't know That's what fine. happens. What I just, I really enjoy the part where they are these giant, enormous hunks with their very, very tiny teacups, and Sam literally asks, "Do you have any bigger cups?" Because he can barely figure out how to hold it <laughs> to his face. <laughs> And yeah, this is where they they split up. Uh, Dean's going to investigate the the watchmaker's shop. Why? Um, because oh yeah, as they're on their way out, they see the dad uh, watch guide loading up with cream from the grocery store. So they're like, oh yeah, isn't that very coincidental? <laughs> we just walked out of this plot plot dump and yeah. then got into another plot situation. Good uh, thing we just learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, otherwise we've just been thinking he like he drinks a lot of cream. Uh, Sam sticks with the watch guy and dean goes back to the shop to investigate and when dean gets there he finds just a ton of little dudes like all making watches and Mm -hmm. shit and it's it seems weird to me that they would be making all of these watches and shit (laughs) i don't know man this is very strange yep and then that's when sam like cut back to sam confronting the dad being like you sold your son He's like, my hands, they hurt. My, my arthritis hurt. I couldn't make watches anymore, so I sold my firstborn son. I mean, that's the gist of it. He didn't sound like that, but that's the gist of it. He's close. Oh, that was a pretty accurate impression, I think. Yeah, that, and that's his old deal, which is kind of sad, by the way. Like, I think this is, uh, they don't usually give these characters that make these sorts of deals, like, a lot of motivation to do so. Normally, it's just kind of, like, shitty greed or I want it to be famous or whatever. This dude, mm-hmm. like, my, I, this is all I know how to do, and I have Parkinson's and I can't do it anymore, and I need to feed my family. Like, that's a that's a rough thing. Although, yeah. I, I will say, his son, extremely buffed football player guy, maybe could have volunteered some time at the watch shop, put some food on the table. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe he shouldn't yeah, be maybe. making out with chicks in the crop circle. That's all I'm saying, Patrick. Seriously. Maybe he should, maybe he should untuck his t-shirt and start making some watches. Yeah, untuck your shirt and get to fucking work, Pat. <laughs> Which is what I'm going to call you from now on, because I'm sure that it bugs yeah. you. If my name was Patrick, I would so, yeah, hate it's... people calling me Pat. That would be the... the I, would, I just couldn't stand it. That would be the thing. I actually hate it when anybody doesn't call me Christopher. No, that's a joke. I fucking hate when people call me Topher. And, and the, the three people in my life who ever called me wow. Topher. Yeah, no way. Get, Is get Topher a short for Christopher? I've never even thought of that before. I mean, if you're like a terrible person, then yeah. <laughs> Is that but is that like the origin of Topher? I never understood where to, why Topher was ever a name. I, I've only ever heard of one person named Topher, and I think it was on a TV show or something. Topher Grace from um, from Will and Grace. Show. <laughs> oh, sorry, different show. <laughs> um, I yeah, I don't get it. I hate it, but I'm glad that I'm not called it. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> no, no, let's 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 talk about our nicknames for a little while. I'm into this. Jeremy, we're an hour into this podcast. We got a whole episode left. <laughs> 
so yeah, Dean calls Sam to tell him like, "Hey, we I just saw a bunch of little dudes in this dude's shop," and Sam gets all up in this guy's grill. Um, Dean starts getting stalked by the weirdo from the the shop, uh, and there's this is the scene that you were talking about that was so great where they put the camera right in his face and he's obviously mm-hmm. going crazy and getting paranoid while this dude chases him. It leads to this great interaction where Dean sets up the classic brother trap of uh, I'm going to go around the corner, but I'm going to hide at the corner and I'm going to attack the guy attack this that's following me and catch him by surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does that and he screams fairy at the dude over and over again, which seems a little weird. Uh, but yeah. it's not, it's not actually the dude that he was seeing. It's just some random bystander. <laughs> yeah. He was, it's like the district attorney too. So, uh, Dean gets arrested for basically like a, a homophobic hate crime. Cause they're like, dude, stop, stop yeah. calling him that. What's wrong what with you? What is wrong with you? You're in Canada, which you were definitely not supposed to be in Canada. I, I made a note of that, by the way, the, the watch guy definitely says in a boot in this, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, it's just a, in time for, uh, Dean's getting arrested just to have Santa come around the, the corner and be like, what's going on over here? <laughs> yeah. Dean's, Dean's just constantly yelling, uh, you know, to fight the fairies over and over again as he's being pushed into this police truck is I'm, <laughs> I, it's so bad it's so i remember bad. that being the uh the tagline on the uh the commercial for this episode back when it first aired really yeah that was that they ended all of, like the stingers with with that Man, that's you know I could see in the show it it does not come off as like homophobic at all. Like they, it's definitely used as a joke, like it's as as that. But I could see that in a commercial mm-hmm. being real. Like if they didn't handle that well, it could be in really like out of context. Basically, it could be yeah. it could be it could be very strange to a lot of people. I think so. I think they show the fairies in the episode or in the commercial, so you know you have the context for it. But it's still yeah, it's a little gotcha. much, a little much. So Dean goes to jail, and Sam and Watch Guy come up with a plan. Uh, Watch Guy had his grandfather, grandmother's book. That's how he used to summon all these people uh, and mm-hmm. to make this deal and uh, sacrifice his extremely buff son named Patrick. <laughs> uh, very impressed by Patrick in this episode, Chris. I don't know why. <laughs> Can't get him off your mind. I'm, I'm telling you, man. Patrick has got me um, thinking. <laughs> I've been thinking. <laughs> Sam and Watch Guy are, are are there to steal the book, and Sam is going to distract the Fae while uh, Watch Guy reverses the uh, whatever ceremony thing, and you know, it expels all of yeah, his of fairies. Course, of course, they're casting spells. Of course, of course, there's a book. People should mm-hmm. round these books up, man. I'm telling you, I'm not really much of a book burner, but you know, John Winchester does have a storage building. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's been compromised, but it's still there. No, tell, no telling yeah. how much shit is in there. Um, how come every problem they don't have, they don't run to that storage building and be like, I wonder what this does. Maybe it will fix our current yeah. problem. <laughs> they just, it's too many memories, man. What if, there, bad memories. what if there's something that you could drink that makes everything taste like demon blood? That could have solved Sam's problem instantly. <laughs> oh, true. We didn't even think of that. Didn't even think about that. Anyway, as, uh, as watch guy is like doing this spell, uh, who shows up, but our friend from the very beginning, our UFO expert and stabs this dude through the heart. And he's, yeah. Sam calls him the leprechaun. And he, he he does look vaguely leprechaunish, uh, but to me, again, I mentioned this earlier. It, they're all just fairies, right? But they don't. Yeah, I think the um, the woman, the the fairy lady, told them that like the the head fairy is this leprechaun, or he's the one who controls them, or something. Um, but uh, I I was surprised at at how I kind of actually liked some of what they do here, because he starts talking about 
well, immediately he's got to bring up Sam's soul. Of course. course. He's mm. like, hey, you're a boy with no soul. And throughout this, they start literally making the references I was making last episode with the Pinocchio thing. I yep. mean, Jiminy Cricket, that whole thing. I, I said all that. It's not exactly like I was um, being super original there, but I just thought it was funny that they just said exactly what I said. Um, but he's, uh, of course, every monster that they run into is going to know that Sam doesn't have a soul. We should have met them beforehand, before we had to go through all this trouble. But uh, he says he he's not sort of beholden to, like, the Christian gods, basically. Like, you know, uh, Lucifer and all this other stuff that we've been dealing with for the last couple seasons. He's like, I could probably just, like, pop right into, uh, pop right into Lucifer's cage and, like, snag your soul for you, boy. Because, like, I am... I work magic from like a different plane of existence. Your shit does not bother me. Yeah. Him dismissing the angel's capabilities. I think it's really interesting and saying that he has back mm-hmm. doors into various different places and that he has real magic. Uh, that, that distinction is real interesting to me. And I, I don't remember if that comes up with the rest of the show. I, I have to imagine that it does at some point. Um, because the boys do a lot of magic. <laughs> we talk about this quite a bit where they're basically wizards and, uh, I kind of always assumed that that was some sort of divine thing that they were doing. Like it's always usually related to angels or demons. Uh, But if there's a a separate school of magic that is totally related to the fairies, to the fae, I think that's really interesting. So, Mm -hmm. but this is yeah. And they have their back and forth. Oh, you can make me a real boy again. And the the leprechaun says, when you wish upon a star, (laughs) Sam goes, yeah, I got a wish. And then blows him away with the (laughs) shotgun. Classic Arnold move right there, man. Let me tell you, this is this dude is straight Terminator. Just shoots this dude in the chest. I love it. Sola Sam is my favorite character on Supernatural. I'm here to. I'm just gonna yeah. lay that claim right now. Hey, um, same. I've been there. So while all of this is happening, Dean is in jail. Uh, the sheriff comes in, like makes fun of him for for like you said, being kind of a homophobic dick. Uh, yeah. Dean is not able to explain himself. He's going a little crazy. And who shows up but his friend, the the disappearing guy in the red cap, and his friend just teleports in the jail cell and without talking to Dean, without saying anything, just starts beating up on Dean and slamming him into the uh, to the to the uh cell bars, which are mm-hmm. is is kind of terrifying. Supernatural often doesn't just let the villains do their thing. They usually make them go through a whole speech about why they're about to do the thing that they're about to do. And this dude just showing up randomly, terrifying Dean, and then just beating his ass is really great. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Because <laughs> he's never explained. He's never named. I, I looked in the credits. He's not mentioned anywhere. It's, it's almost like I, in, I hallucinated this dude. <laughs> like, we all had a collective hallucination <laughs> about this guy. Yeah, I'm not really sure what his purpose is, but he's just... He's up to no good. And he doesn't like Dean. <laughs> he just really hates Dean. <laughs> so then I think it's, it's cuts back and forth between this fight and then Sam's fight with the mm-hmm. leprechaun. And eventually, he, you know, he spills the salt. The guy has to stop and count. And then Sam is able to pull up the spell book and uh, perform the spell uh, like he's fucking Harry Potter. I uh, enjoy this. I really like the part where the leprechaun slash fairy, as he's counting all of the grains of salt, is basically looking up and, God damn you, Sam Winchester. <laughs> like he's got <laughs> seat. <laughs> but, but having to do it just the same, like going yeah. through counting every grain. <laughs> so that's that's really fun to me. I think that's really interesting. The uh, And then, yeah, Sam does a bunch of magic and everybody pops out of existence. Every all of all of the bad people just disappeared. So good job, everybody! Hooray! We put a bow on that episode. It's done, um, except for the epilogue, which is which yes. is some good stuff. I think 
our boys are sharing a beer over the Impala, the sixty Don Impala. Mm-hmm. Nobody has called just me. Drove off into the into the cornfield. I just drove to the cornfield to have some beers. So what, what what was the make and model of their car? Um, 69 Impala, I believe is the, oh, is that what, okay. That's what it was. I, I slipped that into the last episode and nobody's called me on it yet. I'm waiting for somebody oh, really? to tweet I didn't at us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> we, they have this question and Dean wonders, you know, and basically asked Sam, why didn't you take this deal? He was offering to get you your soul back. And, and Sam's response is really good, but also very, I just don't trust it. Um, Sam's response yeah. is, you know, deals have never done us anything, have never done any good. Like we've never ever had any good things come out of a out of a deal with any magical creature. So why would I start now? That's fair. I mean, he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think he's telling the truth, but I think he's not wrong. Also, yeah. And and Dean questions him further and says, you know, are you are you having second thoughts about getting your soul back? Like, is this something that you maybe you don't want to do? And Sam says, no, of course not. And then has this look, the camera lingers on, their, on his face for a while. And uh, I, I mentioned this to you earlier today, Chris, but you have ruined me for Sam's facial expressions because his jaw kind of moves a little bit. And the only thing I could think of is he's chewing gum because mm-hmm. <laughs> the dude acts through his jaws. That's what's what he does. Mm-hmm. What kind of gum is he chewing? What's his favorite kind of gum? Is it Big Red? I, I, like, a, I like some Big Red. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the, this is the sort of conversation that... Uh, under normal circumstances, we would be like, wow, our boys have matured so much. Sam didn't take the deal. He's learned from his mistakes. But now we're like, fuck you, Sam Winchester. What's wrong with you, boy? Yeah, it's it's definitely a situation where it's it's not quite fuck you, Sam Winchester, but it's Sam. Right, right. I don't. Huh? I don't. Uh, I'm watching you, Sam. <laughs> Sam Winchester. I don't, I don't know what's going on with you. Uh I, I like this episode a lot. I, I was really surprised to see that it was on the bottom of the uh, of the list because I remembered liking it very much. So I was a little nervous when we started it that I was imagining something totally different, um, which has happened to me yeah. in the past. We when they go to, back to their high school and Dean was the uh, the the gym coach for a while. I remember mm-hmm. liking that episode a lot more. I thought it was like a funny episode. And it was just really that one scene that I was remembering that was funny. Whereas, yeah, it's just incredibly depressing. <laughs> yeah, the rest of it is just super sad because Sam had a friend that. Yeah. Anyway, we don't need to. We don't need to revisit that. That bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I, I like this episode a lot. Like it really works for me. They've they've done the uh, the UFO fake out before. I think that's probably a, a, a ding against it. Uh, we we saw this way back with the, one of the trickster episodes and oh that's right uh, so I, that that's kind of a bummer but at the same time it's done in a totally different way and it's just a it's kind of just a joy to see these two dudes act through this and I I don't get it I, like people write into it. it's monsterweek.cool slash contact and tell us why you don't like this episode if you don't like it because I'm I'm very curious yeah I want to know um, I think I, I've just like let myself believe that I didn't like it because I, everybody was like oh it's so bad I'm like yeah I don't know I don't really remember it. But I, I enjoyed watching it. I got a kick out of it. Maybe we're wrong, Jeremy. <laughs> we're usually on the side. I think we usually agree with <clears throat> excuse me, most of the of the community about these episodes. Like we usually follow that same pattern, I think. And to be a little bit different on this one, or or maybe just that one, or maybe it's just kind of widely known. Like it's everyone loves it except for one person that made it famously bad or something. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Do you uh do you have any final thoughts about the episode? Uh, no, uh, I, I, it's, it's a blast to watch. It's not like a ton to dissect here and that's totally fine, but I like the, uh, 
I love Sola Sam. I love Paranoid Dean. They both gave me a lot of laughs. But you can still sort of see that they're kind of leaning into something darker coming because of this whole soulless business. And and that's what's good about Supernatural, even in the full-on comedy episodes or just the outright, like, stupid episodes. My, that's what my dad always calls them. He's like, ah, oh, these are really stupid spin-off episodes. I'm like, Gary, please control yourself. I love the show. Um, <laughs> but even in, in ones like these, uh, they still manage to, to kind of pull the threads further through, you know? So, yeah. Well, cool. Let's uh, let's move to the next episode. The next episode we're going to be talking about is Caged Heat, written by Brett Matthews and Jenny Klein, directed by Robert Singer. Kajid Kajid Ha. Uh, This was aired on December 3rd of 2010. Meg, excuse me? Wait, what? This is the shortest we've got into a synopsis about being surprised. This is is insanity. Did did I just make your dog bark? (laughs) I don't think so. When I made that noise, your dog barked immediately. <laughs> My dog did not bark. I don't know what you heard over there. My dog did not bark. I heard your dog bark. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to check the audio, folks. Uh, in the meantime, this episode is about Meg kidnapping Sam and Dean and tries to force them to tell her where Crowley is hiding. Sam makes her a deal that they will help her find Crowley if she promises to torture him for information. I don't think that's the deal. Yeah. I don't think torture was ever mentioned. <laughs> Uh, promises promises to, t- to help her if she will give him one kiss. <laughs> if she promises to torture him for her information and call him names on the internet uh, about how to get Sam's soul back, Castiel joins the fight but finds it difficult to work with Meg. That's also the opposite of what happens. Castiel finds it very easy mm-hmm. to work with Meg. So yeah, um, seems like he finds it difficult to work with Sam. One hundred percent. I like this episode a lot. This is this is a Same. fun episode. This is this is you know kind of serious supernatural right here uh it's it's got some good jokes it's got some it's got some funny lines in it but for the most part it's just it's some straight up supernatural good. bullshit now i was just i was texting you about this i was watching it at a 1.5 speed because i meant to watch it later whatever it doesn't matter i don't normally do that with episodes but it was just you know it's just a little bit faster it's not like actually fast forwarding it and i just gotta say it kind of like racketed up the uh ratcheted up the, the intensity here it was uh, it was just very violent. Everything was happening so fast. I wouldn't normally recommend it, but it worked for this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's it was it's a lot of fun. I I, I dig this. It's I can't imagine what watching it at one point five speed is. I that just sounds like a terrifying thing to me. Like I, I don't know that I'd be able to really handle that. It's it's a, quite a thrill ride. So, um, but we start off with Crowley torturing Crowley. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tim Allen. Special friend of the show, Tim <laughs> Allen. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Crowley's torching Crowley, which actually turns out to be the um, alpha shifter from mm-hmm. much earlier in the season that we saw that could literally just, instead of shedding his skin and turning it into somebody else, or its skin and turning it into something else, they could just yeah. turn it into a person. So um, I, I like the scene a lot. Crowley says that he has found an, what can finally hurt the shifter, which is an iridium knife. Yeah, he had to go super deep in the mines for that. You have to get down to like level fifty and beyond. And honestly, Chris, like the the spiders down there and the the, the monsters down there, there's flying dragons. It's very scary. Yeah, the drop ratio on iridium is also super low. So 
Oh yeah, you're gonna need to pray to R and Jesus to get that 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 iridium knife or those any of those iridium sprinklers that you can make out of that. Like you you have to kind of grind that stuff a little bit. But the, like the difficulty here that that Crowley expresses is like to, goes to show how like badly he he wants this info and the lengths he's willing to go to. I mean, he's he's in like a monster prison compound. It's super dark. Yeah, Crowley is literally in a prison. And he is ha- is holding monsters of various types in in these cells. Um, we'll see that much later, but for now, he's just dealing with the shifter, and he has a whole room full of shifter babies uh, that he has kidnapped from the shifter, and he threatens to fillet them in front of the shifter unless the shifter uh, tells him where Purgatory is. And of course, the shifter refuses and says, "Go ahead and go ahead and kill them. I'll just make more. I'm not worried about it." Yeah, I mean, they're still monsters at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if they're trying to, like, create families or if they have mothers and fathers. It doesn't matter. They're still monsters. So Crowley chops the dude's head off. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oops, I guess I lost my head. We're like, Crowley, yuck, yuck, come, yuck, on. Yuck, 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 yuck. come on. Come on, Crowley. What are you doing? Um, we then flash to Sam and Dean, who are delivering a uh, Rougarou to oh yes that's right <clears throat> crowley's minions um and are very unhappy with this situation crowley's minions are, are kind of lording it over them that they have something over mm-hmm. sam and dean one of them says that uh he hears dean talking but can't understand him because he doesn't speak little bitch and uh like, okay guys super cool dean's dean's face when that happens like dean is just like i i've been burned i've been yeah i've been owned on the internet i don't know how to respond <laughs> 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 Chewbacca, are you in, on the podcast? Friend of the show, Chewbacca, have you arrived? There's this, this one particular demon who is like grilling him real hard, like he's he's sniffing out some trouble, or at least he is later. I don't know if he is in the scene, um, but they they're kind of left with like they can't get the Crowley. They have no real choices here. They're just doing what they're supposed to do, um, and they head back to their apartment or motel, wherever it is they're staying, and. Dean is super frustrated because Sam doesn't seem like he's willing to sort of go beyond what they're actually doing right now, which is just working for Crowley. Uh, and again, immediately, the last conversation we had between Sam and Dean was about, do you want your soul back, Sammy? And Dean brings it up again. Hey, do you even want your soul back? He turns his back on him, pours a drink, and when he turns around, Sam is gone. Yep. And uh, just, I'm glad you brought up the clocks in and has a drink because, man, if I took a drink every time Dean took a drink, I would die. <laughs> like instantly, I would be, I would be over with as much dude, as much as this dude drinks. Um, yeah. Where did Sam go? Obviously, this is going to be a demon thing, but like he he just assumes that Sam has left the conversation. Dean does, and then yeah, is not immediately worried until he starts calling after Sam, and then gets worried, and then walks over and finds Sam knocked out on the floor. How yeah. did this all happen with absolutely no noise? Because the demons are in human bodies. Like what? What magic is occurring here? What? 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 I don't. Super don't sleuthy understand. meat suit? Do they have? <laughs> did they? Did, did a demon possess? Uh, what's your What's your boyfriend's name in that game? Solid something. Solid snake. Yeah. Did a demon possess Solid Snake? And he's doing some like weird. 
CIA. <laughs> no, I'm not. These are these are. No, I got you now. I got you now. Because he's I stealthy. That's what I was trying to say. Does yes, it, he's a sneaky boy. He's a sneaky I don't know. Boy. Th- this whole scene is just to make us think that Sam ran away. Yeah, which for what purpose? That's what I don't understand. Like it's just a to weird leave thing. us tense for like five seconds. Yeah, while Dean pulls out his gun and scouts the apartment. They do spend a lot of time on Dean pulling out his gun. It's we don't ever really talk about this. This like special uh, nine millimeter that Dean has that's all filigreed on the side and, yeah, and whatnot. It's fancy it's, silver gun. Yeah. It's, it doesn't come up a lot, but every time, it, it, usually in at least one episode, uh, or there's at least one scene of him pulling out and the camera just lovingly like caresses it. It's really strange. Yeah, I guess it's like at the end of the day, they, they still have to like entertain you with just like physical stuff. There's, there's action in the show. They're trying to be like, look at him. He's got a sweet gun. He's going to pull it out. He's going to look, look at him. It's cool. <laughs> oh, man. They, did you check out that fucking gun? Oh, man. Hey, anybody else see that sweet gun that that guy had? Wow, you guys see that? Man, this fucking this show rocks. Did you see that gun? I hope he pulls out that gun in the next episode, which I'm totally going to watch. <laughs> Bro, you got to come over on Thursday. This guy is the sweetest gun. You won't believe this hunk. I mean, I didn't mean to say hunk, bro. Uh, this bro has a really <laughs> sweet, sweet gun. I'm sorry about that <laughs> hunk thing. I know that made us a little uncomfortable after that one experience. But you know, we were both in, we were both slams and beers, man. Oh. So Dean investigates, finds uh, Sam knocked out, and then is immediately knocked out himself by what is that? Very obviously a demon. They wake up uh, strapped to a chair, tied to a chair, which Sam has already proven does not hold him back. So I guess these, these are special demon knots that are holding Sam and Dean down now <laughs> that only demons can yeah. tie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the shittiest Boy Scout badge is what they would what yeah. they have here. Super demon knots. Um, yeah, even though we just saw Sam like untie himself from Dean's knots, it's, whatever, it's fine. Sure. Uh, and this is Meg. Meg is back, everybody. Whoa, yay, in the same meat suit, which seems a little, I guess we never saw her die or anything, right? She didn't get sent back to hell. I, I kind of forget the last time oh. that we saw Meg and what happened to her at the, at the end of it. I feel like meat suits, <laughs> meat's bodies don't matter anymore. They just like pick an actor for the sure. most part. Yeah. Um, I think the last time we saw her was when Ellen and Joe died, right? And she just escaped from that or whatever. Um, do you, I know Meg has always been extremely overtly sexual and flirtatious with the boys, specifically to make mm-hmm. them uncomfortable. Do you think that they have ratcheted that up or has it just been a while since I've seen Meg on the screen? No, they, they really ratcheted it up because I think they're still worried about what people think of Dean and Castiel at this point. They, haven't, so? they haven't come to terms with it yet. I really do think that like looking at it now, it's like, oh, well, let's try and uh, let's try and convince them otherwise because they weren't prepared for the truth. I, I guess so. Um, because, wow, within about four sentences of this conversation with Sam and Dean, which where she's ostensibly trying to you know interrogate them and torture them for information, she's literally sitting on Dean's lap, which seems yeah. – I've never tortured somebody. You know, I'm not I've, – and, I've, and I'm not a woman, and I'm not a demon-possessed woman, and I – so I don't – you know, my, my experience is maybe a little different. My privilege might be showing here, but if I was going to torture somebody, I wouldn't start with a lap dance. That's just me. I don't – I don't, yeah, know, I don't know how anybody else not, does it, but you know what I'm saying? Probably not move number one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's move six through nine, right, Chris? Yep, that's right. That's right. What are we even talking about, Jeremy? We're talking about Supernatural, Chris. This is what we do do now. Okay, let's keep it moving. <laughs> 
So uh, she's there to interrogate them, but very quickly Sam turns the yeah. tables, and uh, and something that's going to continually happen throughout this episode of Sam grabbing the situation and taking charge of it in a way that he I have never ever seen Sam do. And yeah, uh, he laughs at her. He straight up laughs at her, and Dean is freaked out. Like Sam, what are you doing? You're not helping here. <laughs> Dean is very uncomfortable in this position, as he should be. There's a demon straddling him and making like overt BDSM jokes to him. So. Uh, but Sam sees through it. He sees that you know she would have already killed him if she wasn't on the run from Crowley, and that, and that she can't kill him because she's on the run for. I don't really understand why this logic works, but she just like reverses everything. She's like, "Yeah, you're right. I'll let you go." <laughs> do, you, do you get this logic at all? Because I was a little confused. I don't care at all. But let me just say, preface that because it's it's very early in the episode, and the rest of the episode is so great. I like it, but the, it seems like it's jumping through some hoops to put these people together on the same team. I think it's, yeah, I mean, definitely. It's just Sam is so convincing at this point, I guess, and maybe that she she is after, or so afraid, I guess, of Crowley that having Sam and Dean as allies probably makes a lot of sense to her. Um, She was going to use them to get to him anyway. And this is sort of like almost the the better option. Um, Well, if it actually works out for it, this would be the better option if they don't try to double-cross her. Because they're extremely proven themselves extremely capable against uh, all manner of demon, so um, yeah, following them in their tracks probably not a bad idea. You would think her being a Lucifer loyalist, as they call her, mm-hmm. she'd be a little bit angry about you know how the they Lucifer kind of put her back in hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people putting aside their emotions in this episode just to just to, <laughs> just to be <laughs> responsible and try to get work done, sacrificing their emotions on the altar of plot <laughs> so that we can just make this yes, happen. Because right. we have some, we want to smash our action figures together. We can only do that if we put aside all of these character motivation that we've been building up for six and a half years seriously <laughs> um which again i don't mind because it's a fun episode and i I'm, I'm one of those dudes that likes to see his action figures get smashed up on, on a big screen so I'm, I'm into this um but basically sam flips the table on her and says hey we'll take you to we'll find lucifer not excuse me we'll find crowley but when we do uh, you have to help us get something from him that we want, and then you know we you can deal with him however you want to. And of course, she wants to know what Sam refuses to say what, and then they, she says, "Okay, we're in business together," and lets him go. Does a little bit more flirty stuff with with Dean, which I think is way over the top, but maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. <laughs> it's just constant throughout this episode. I don't think she says two sentences yeah. that can't be interpreted as some sort of sexual innuendo. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So they, so Sam. Well, hold on. Dean is extremely angry about this, right? Yeah, he cannot believe that that Sam is is like willing to work with demons, but he's like, dude, we're working with demons now. Like this is no different, but now we're in control. Um and he said he's like they're dead as soon as we get what we want. Absolutely. And I I guess that's fine, but like really? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I don't this know. Is, it they're just really seems trying like to, they're trying to hammer home how how like gung ho like Sola Sam is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this scene where he says uh, they're going to bring insurance, and that's how they know that that's how he knows that they're not going to get double crossed. He walks outside and he prays to Castiel and basically tells Castiel, "I have the Ark of the Covenant. Please come hang out with me," which works. <laughs> and then Sam yells at him for, for for believing his lies. Like what the fuck, Sam? Yeah. Um, to Sam, he just, he goes fucking buck wild here. I bet all the fans are angry because I think the majority of the fandom likes Castiel more than Sam at mm-hmm. this point. So, um, he, but I mean, I, I mean, I, I was into the kind of like flash of 
sort of evil that comes along with him not having a soul here. Uh, he calls Cass an idiot, and then he says, like, I don't care about any of your bullshit. You owe me. I don't I don't totally know. I mean, I guess because he jumped into hell, that's why he owes him. Um, but and then he says, "I'm I, I, if you don't help me, I will kill you. And Cassio's like, you, re- you think you can do that, boy? Uh, you think you can kill me? He's like, I don't sleep. I will find a way to kill you. I'm not really sure who's supposed to be uh, top dog here, but it's just it's a, it's a strange relationship. And you can tell Cassio is like, what the fuck? <laughs> this guy's broken. I uh, I refuse to believe that Castiel would just bow down in front of this aggression. And in, in my head, and this is this is Jeremy's head headcanon, the JHC, if you will, jhc.tumblr.com. Uh, in my headcanon, Castiel is like, this dude is fucking crazy. I need to see what this is, what's happening with this. I'll just go along with it and see what happens. <laughs> like I don't, yeah. I didn't realize things were this bad. I need to go sit, talk to my but my buddy Dean and see what's happening. They, yeah. uh, it is very possible that he's just like I can't believe the words that are coming out of his mouth. I should be like I got to stick around now. Exactly, and uh, I think and Castiel even goes so far to say like Sam, you you need help. This isn't you. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. I need your help. And uh, yeah. they go back to. I, I forgot to mention this at the front. Uh, they're at, at a haunted house or something. They just are, is, like they live at a haunted house now in season six. They just live is, at a haunted it's house. not even. It's not even that same apartment with like that one divider thing that they keep changing out to different stuff. It's it's just a haunted house. It looks like the um, haunted house that Mary took them to, but when they went back in time, right? It looks like the old. Uh, uh, what's the? I can't remember her maiden name. All of a sudden. Uh, Campbell. It looks like the old Campbell, Campbell estate or whatever that they hid out from. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, yes. they uh, he takes Castiel back there and and basically tells Dean like, yeah, I asked, and he said yes, we're all friends, <laughs> and like nothing, like nothing is bad at all. <laughs> yeah. Again, Soul of Sam is really winning me over here. And of course, Castiel is like, all right, I'm gonna try to uh, find Crowley now, but Crowley is hitting himself, so that normal method is not gonna work. Not at all, um, which is which is fine. So now they they go and do some research, and maybe this actually is the family home. Because now I was wondering where Samuel came in from this, because Samuel just shows up in the middle of all of this. Could this be like the actual home that he's just like hanging out in? I don't know. I, I was also a little bit confused where Samuel came from. I was like, did they go to his house? What is going on? Oh no, they go back to the Campbell compound. So this must be, they must go back, this isn't their, they go back to where uh, Samuel was hanging out. So, okay, whatever. Yeah, Cass probably just brings him over there. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, but they're they're trying to do their, you know, lore dive or, or what have you, and it's not working, they're not coming up with anything when Samuel shows up. And of course there's this big confrontation, because the last time we saw Samuel, uh, shit was not so good. They found out he was working for no. Crowley, which was not a good situation. And I think that he sells this scene very well um samuel here but i don't agree with his motivations i'm not a parent so obviously like i can't relate however his daughter has been gone for a very long time he's been gone for a very long time it's not like he's a hunter and i feel like he should know better because it's not like she's burning in hell as far as we're aware like She's okay. She died, and it, that sucks, but, like, she's okay. And so, he's, he's made a deal for mm-hmm. some bad news. Absolutely. Um, here, here's my question about this whole situation, because when I was watching this, I assumed that Mary was in heaven. So the whole time I was thinking, like, well, how would Crowley even have control over bringing Mary Winchester back? 
for Samuel. Like, he shouldn't even have that capability. But I guess she did do the deal, right? She did do the deal with the yellow-eyed demon. So, yes. in theory, he would oh, have But she didn't give up her soul. She didn't she didn't give up her soul. She just she, gave up her like her son. Her son, not her soul. So yeah. But does he still? Does, and we also we we've seen that we've actually know for a fact based on the fact that the boys went to heaven because that's the show that we're watching. <laughs> that Mary Winchester <laughs> is in heaven, right? So well, why she was it, in Dean's heaven at least. <laughs> There's no way to be sure of anything. I, I mean, Crowley pulled Samuel out of heaven. Yeah, the I guess falling so. apart on us now. Yeah, I don't. I I, I guess get some 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 lore experts co- come at us with this and, and maybe help me out walking walking me through this because, um, I, I'm just kind of confused as to why Samuel thinks this is. I get why he thinks it's a good plan, especially because he's a man out of time. He's been dead for you know forty years or so. He gets brought back into a modern world that confuses him and understand and he doesn't understand it, which is literally the plot to uh, Caveman Lawyer from Saturday Night Live. So let me back off of that before we get sued. Um, <laughs> But he's he's got to be very confused and 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 very lonely in this in this environment. So he's collected these shitty cousins, and the shitty cousins aren't really doing anything for him. So making this deal to get his daughter back, um, my my big question is why he doesn't want his wife back. Because <laughs> I got to be honest with you, I'd probably go for Autumn over whatever crappy teenager that we had that wanted to run away with the dark headed kid that was a mechanic. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? What's yeah, wrong? What's wrong with uh, Grandma Dean Winchester? Grandma Dean Campbell? I don't remember what her I, name that's is. That's what I'm saying. Like, I appreciate his performance and the kind of where he's coming from, but the motivation to do this kind of thing for that reward doesn't seem like what a sensible hunter would do. I don't know if we know him to be a sensible hunter for real, but that's that's how I feel. Okay. I, and I also think that they they specifically do this with Mary Winchester um, for plot reasons because they can they can yell at each other about Mary and like who served her better or whatever. So like because it works out mm-hmm. if they were doing this with Grandma Campbell, they had no connection with that woman, so that there would be no there'd be no motivation for Sam and Dean to get mad about this. Certainly, yeah. Anyway, um, but this conversation actually reminded me a lot of season one Dean, where he's trying to be like, you know, this is a bad idea. Yep. Deals go bad, but it's like. When Dean had to try and argue with John and Sam about different things on different ends at the same time because they were so driven by this quest, whatever it was, revenge. And he's trying to just like hold it down and keep the family as it is, keep what they have in front of them. Um, and it just it, there's some more stuff later on in this episode, too, that was just very reminiscent of season one, Dean, him just doing his damnness to try and keep these freaks together. <laughs> yeah it's uh and talk them down from trouble it talked them down from trouble and stop them from doing fucking demon deals like number one that's yeah. and that's what he kind of blasts samuel with is you know we this is how they get us every single time our weakness is family and apparently it's it runs in the family because everybody that dies we try to bring them back with a hooker by crook and then he finally goes over the line with Samuel when he says, you know, what are you going to do when you bring her back? You know, what are you going to tell her that you, you wouldn't help her sons, that you wouldn't assist, like save her son's soul. Is that what you're going to tell your daughter? And Samuel finally gets mad and then just kicks them out. Yeah. It's, I mean, a good point. So then after all of this, uh, like high stakes, emotional arguing, we go they're They go back to their shitty apartment or whatever with Castiel. Uh, Castiel has taken an extended sabbatical from his, uh, you know, civil war that he's dealing with in hell. Just hang out and watch some porn in the living room. He's just, yeah, just hanging out and watching a little bit of that porn because that's watching what he wants porn to do. in this haunted house. 
Yeah, I really, I don't know what they're doing here. I don't know. It's funny, and he gets a boner, and they point that out, and it's funny, I guess. <laughs> what are they doing? When do you think the last time that you laughed at a boner is? Like you know, how I that's, don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> right now, I guess the, the like the, the, the like that was a comedic beat that worked on me when I was a teenager. Like, oh, that dude's got a boner. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, that was a ridiculous thing. But now I'm just I, I look at this and I'm like, and it is funny. I'm not Gross. I'm not trying because th- this is one of the funnier moments in Supernatural. It's always pointed to, especially the line that it sets up later, which is worth probably all of this. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's just such a ridiculous thing, and Dean having to explain like you don't watch porn with guys, and you don't talk about watching porn at all with other dudes, uh, like explaining all of this to Castiel, which it made this would make sense in season four or season five for season six for him to be, you know, leading the war against the the rebellion in, in heaven. Why was he just chilling? <laughs> he could t- just teleport. Excuse me. He could just teleport. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't he, make any sense. You know, that's I'm, the opposite thing is happening that, that we usually do, Chris. Usually we start thinking like, oh, this episode is like, you know, so-so. And then we talk about it, we pull it apart, and we, <laughs> we come out, we're like, wow, we really like that episode a lot. This is the exact opposite. We started with this going, man, I really like this episode, but nothing these characters are doing make any goddamn sense whatsoever. It's, it's kind of true. And honestly, to to be completely honest here, um, TBH, to be honest. Um, TBQH. N- I think that that is part of the reason that season six is not considered um, widely loved. There's a lot of good stuff happening here. There's a lot of entertainment value, but I think that it really does fall apart when it comes to certain motivations and stuff like that. For me, even Crowley, when I I found out that this is who brought Sam back, I was almost a little disappointed that it seemed like something that was so low stakes. And I think they do a great job with Crowley throughout this season, but like, our interaction with him before had never been very sinister. He was like entertaining, but then finding out, okay, so the, the charming guy from last season is the one who freed Sam from Lucifer's cage and all this. Like, I don't, I just, the motivations, the explanations, like he was brought back because the good hunters will help get monsters. Like what if Sam came back with his soul? <laughs> like he wouldn't help. If <laughs> he that just had would say out. no, and he would have immediately so, told Dean. So yeah, you, it's just it's a little bit harder to put any of that kind of thing under a microscope. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to enjoy still, like we've obviously said, but yeah, yeah. I sur- think that surface level, kind of like, this porn scene works for me. Like him saying, like, "Wow, the pizza man is really excited to, to, to talk to this babysitter. Why does he keep slapping her rear? Perhaps she did something wrong." And that like real gravelly Castiel voice is really yeah. funny. Like on the it's surface level funny. It's amusing. I'm into it. Uh, but it's it's yeah. Like you said, once you start putting it under a microscope, it doesn't really hold up that well. Um, but who shows up after that scene? Uh, but Sam Samuel, who is kind of come to a sentence and said oh you know i'm not going to go with you or anything like i'm not going to put my life at risk but if you guys want to go after crowley like he's at this prison go go right ahead mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is he's like why are y'all watching porn <laughs> you sit around with an angel watching porn all day <laughs> I think Castiel just without even turning around goes we're not supposed to talk about it which makes it sound even worse <laughs> <laughs> that's you know i think that's maybe the my that may be the ultimate issue with this with this episode is that they probably were going for jokes first right like so they were writing like they had the joke and then they were back writing backwards from there to try to justify the joke because this pizza man thing is going to pay off in a real big way later on in the episode so like maybe that's what the way that all this stuff was set up um that's very possible so 
we have a meeting <laughs> of Sam, Dean, Kaz, and Meg, and like three demon guys. And they say, we can take you to Crowley, uh, but we're coming with you. And makes it, and there's all this like back and forth stuff of like, I don't trust you. Of course you shouldn't trust us. We don't trust you. And then Sam just says, give me the demon knife. And she does. Yeah. I don't, I, it's, she just does. <laughs> she just gives him the demon knife. And then he immediately stabs one of her buds, just like pff, dead. And yeah. then says like, you took this from us. I'm taking it back. It's mine now. And then walks yeah. away. <laughs> like we're yeah, leaving in an hour. Demon. Peace. <laughs> he stabs a demon and he's like, that guy has been eyeing us this whole time. He was more interested in killing me and Dean than he was on getting this job right. He would only interfere. And everybody's like, yeah, we're comfortable with that, I guess. And then he's, she's like, uh, can I have the, the demon knife back? Can I have Ruby's knife back? Because canonically, Ruby's knife. Um, <laughs> and he's like, no, this was ours. I mean, it's a baller move, but it's still oh, like, it Sam, <laughs> come on. There's one weird thing that after that, after that like tense scene, whatever, he goes and he, he shows him like in the back of the Impala, like cocking his gun. And he just has this super intense look on his face. And then they just like cut away from it. I'm like, what's happening here? We also should talk about the moment like that Meg sees Castiel again and um, calls him Clarence, yeah. which is a, cat, a mm-hmm. callback to that um, All Hell Breaks Loose episode where she killed yes. Joe and Ellen. Um, but like she is into Castiel. <laughs> like she's just basically purring at this dude at this point. Yeah. Which good for her. Like she knows what she likes, I guess, which is literally everything <laughs> in sight. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not t- Why like, not? yeah, she's into it. Like I'm in, like, whatever. Um, but. Dean and Castiel have a moment together, and uh, this is the first time that we get an inclination that maybe this goal of getting Sam's soul back isn't necessarily like the band-aid that Dean thinks it is, because this soul has been sitting in the cage with Lucifer and and Michael, and basically the only thing that they have to do, because they have both forgotten that Adam Winchester exists, is to torture Mm -hmm. this soul. Uh, And and so if, if they get it back, and if they put it back in Sam's body, it could completely debilitate sam it could he could drive him crazy it could turn him into yeah. a drooling mess they don't know what he doesn't is, know what's going to happen it's probably a bad idea i mean effectively sam is in hell and his body is not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i guess when you think about it that that way it seems a little bit more dire because it's like well now there, there's our big hunk standing right there i mean what do you what do you want me to say but it's it's I mean, it's, a, it's interesting i like this a lot by the way like I like the fact mm-hmm. that you know, calling into question uh, whether or not this Sam is actual Sam versus Soul Sam. Like I, it, it's it's kind of a it's a it's a it's a cliche. It's a sci-fi cliche. And like Dean even goes so far as to call this dude a replicant at one point to like bring that point home real clear. Like oh yeah, do you guys remember yeah. Blade Runner? Does Soul Sam dream of, of Electric <laughs> Sham? <laughs> um, uh, electric Moose. Um, electric. <laughs> nice. I like it. Um. But, I mean, there was even a, a comment in, in the previous episode where he says something like, oh, I don't have a soul, or I am a soul, or something. Like, they, they say I am a soul, and I am, I don't know. Just the, the phrasing of it makes you think, like, okay, yeah, Sam, maybe Sam really is not home. Maybe Sam is still in hell. Maybe we do want to get him out of there. And worse, uh, Dean is saying that they have to do this no matter what, because it's better than the alternative. It's better than leaving leaving him the way that he is. And uh, it at the end of the scene, Dean walks away, and we realize that Sam was there listening the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, 
this is played like an Arrested Development moment. Like, do you remember that scene where uh, they're talking about uh, Buster and the camera black, you know, it zooms out and Buster is just sitting yeah. right there in between them. And like, oh, wow, you guys are blowing right through nap time, huh? <laughs> in my head, that's the way. That, I know that they're framing it as like he, Sam like snuck up to listen to this and he's being all he's stealthy yeah. or whatever. But uh, yeah, in, in my head, they're just having the conversation in front of like a dead-eyed Sam Winchester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do about it, Sam? You don't have a soul. You don't care. <laughs> He's like, it's true, I don't. <laughs> don't, I don't, absolutely don't. Uh, so they go to the prison, uh, which I had noted down as Whip Pipe Factory number five for season yep, six. Yep, yeah, I believe, I think that this is number five, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and they very quickly get entrance, or excuse me, uh, gain entrance to the to the prison because they have a fucking angel on their side, so he just teleports in and opens the back yeah. door. <laughs> but at the Why? same time, they're like, this infiltration is like a little too easy, so that even that puts them on guard a little bit. Mm-hmm. As they're walking, they see the the cells filled with monsters. Um, some dead. We see the djinn. Uh, djinn? No. We Jin? see the djinn from the first episode, the one that grabbed uh, Dean and you know had all the tattoos on her body or whatever. Uh, we mm-hmm. see a, a vampire that they've got in a cell that they're not letting loose. Um, and, of course, they just get past all of this stuff. Sam's like, come on, we got to go. We can't save anybody here. And uh, a, our, an old friend shows up. The hellhounds show up. Yeah. Is this where is this where Meg is like, okay, well, hellhounds are here. That sucks. I'm gonna jet, and she tries to eject from her body and finds that she cannot. <laughs> and one of, I really like that scene a lot. Uh, yeah, they've barricaded the door, like sacrificing her two buddy demons because we needed to get those guys out of the frame. Like too many people on screen at one time. Got to kill those demons. Yeah, yeah. When she tries to eject to leave to abandon them, uh, it doesn't work. And Castiel's just like, yeah, it's probably like a spell or something. I don't know what's going on, but you can't leave your body. <laughs> Which a is smart. Like, why, did, why doesn't that spell work all the time? That's yeah, true. They probably need that. Um, <laughs> so be a good I can, one to have. she's like, "Well, I can't just abandon you all, so I guess I'll hold them off." <laughs> well, I think so, it's Sam's idea. He's like, "Here, you take the knife yep. and hold them off while we go kill Crowley because you can and see de- them." And she's like, "Well, all right." <laughs> and Dean looks extremely like he's like, "Excuse, we just got the knife back, and you're handing it to her." And the weird thing that happens is she kind of refuses the knife and then reaches over and starts making out with Castiel out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then he's taken back a little bit and then just instantly gets into it and turns around and like slams her against the wall for like serious passionate smooches. Yeah. Um, he smooches down. He smooches, he, down. <laughs> he smooches her hard, Chris. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, during all of this, she like snakes the angel blade out of his pants. Um, and I, that's not a euphemism. He actually has an angel no. blade. It's called an <laughs> angel blade. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm just saying, you got to be clear when you're saying these things. Yeah, um, for sure. The angel blade in his pants is the name of this episode. <laughs> not, parentheses, not that one. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but she's kind of taken aback, and she's like, "Wow, where did you learn how to do that?" And he says, "The pizza man taught pizza me." Pizza man. <laughs> Which is, I, I think, one of the most gift, yeah. you know, line reads of all time, uh, and it's yeah. and it's good. Like I said, it's it's a good line. I'm a little taken aback by like Castiel's uh, not ability, but. It seems like they're still leaning into him becoming a more of a human, which they mm-hmm. went way away from at the beginning of season six, right? Like once he, yeah, at the end of season five, he's restored to his complete. He's reconnected with heaven, so he has all of his angelic power, and he loses some of that humanness that he had. So the fact that he's going right back to it in this episode seems a little out of character to me. Well, he's at war, and he's gonna blow off a little steam, you know. 
Sometimes <laughs> I, so he's just he's, he's a little horned up, you know. He's got mm-hmm. to work some stuff out. Nothing like a good old war fuck to really get the the war going, huh, Chris? <laughs> that's that's what I always say. Is it? I thought I'd heard that expression somewhere, and I th- maybe it's from your reading your oh, Twitter good. feed. That's that's what it was. Goodness. Yes, <laughs> local war fuck bones <laughs> on yep, the podcast. That's, oh God! <laughs> um. So after the makeout sesh, the the boys leave. Uh, we get a, a kind of a she cool says, scene. I feel so clean after he kisses her. Oh yeah, that's a that's a little weird too. Because uh, he's, he's he's an angel. Simple and clean, right, Chris? I meant to I meant to make a joke about simple and clean earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody picked up on my hashtag usage today. I was kind of disappointed by that. Uh, yeah. When I re- when I retweeted the episode last night, and I said you're giving me too many things lately. That was a, that was a quote from the song. Ah. I didn't. I didn't. Like, I listened to it, but I didn't. Pay, I didn't have the words memorized or anything. Sure, sure, um, sure, 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 sure. So she stays back to to defend them, defend everybody against the uh, hellhounds. We get like a little bit of that fight scene, and it looks like it's it's pretty brutal. We immediately see her skin getting torn, but she's also fighting back mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh, meanwhile, the the boys go somewhere else in the wet pipe factory, and Castiel. Yeah, they is go further into the pipes. Yeah, yeah, they're in the warehouse of the wet pack factory, uh, and then Castiel gets expelled, and we see Samuel up with a uh, the angel exit spell or whatever. So Samuel the angel has, exit spell, yeah, that, yep. Can you chase out, okay. The Enochian sigil, yeah, the Enochian <laughs> sigil. That sounds way better when you say it like that. Yeah, <laughs> Samuel, Samuel, you son of a bitch. Yeah, betrayed his own grandsons to the king of hell in an effort to get his daughter raised back from the dead. You know what that makes you? That makes a you a dick. fucking ne- necromancer. You were like an amateur <laughs> necromancer at that point. <gasps> Sam and Dean hate necromancers. <laughs> Sam and Dean fucking hate necromancers, man. We know this. They don't like anybody fucking with the dead besides themselves. Hey, my character in the Pretenders Guild also hates necromancers. I talk about it a lot. <laughs> Necromancers are evil. Something I actively think about. Fuck necromancers. They did add that uh, necromancer class in Diablo 3, though, and it's a lot of fun. I'm not comfortable with it. What's dead should stay dead, Jeremy. Remember season two? What's dead should stay dead. The main power I have is that once once somebody dies, I can explode their corpse for damage, creating more corpses that I can then also explode in like a series of explosions. It's really great. I guess that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You should play some Diablo with us sometime. <clears throat> anyway, uh, Dean and I don't know what we just we are just rambling tonight. This is fun. It's just what a night. What a night, Chris. Oh, what a night. Anyway. It's late too. It's like almost nine thirty. It's that's not late. You stay up to midnight every single night. I know because I see yeah, your Twitter but, activity. Yeah, you're, that's you're right. I've got notifications turned on. Let's talk about some, some more about Samuel's betrayal because. Uh, this this is this is pretty shitty. Yeah, this this is super shitty. Sam and Dean immediately call it out as super shitty because, like, goddamn, like, how could they not? Um, it's it's just it's just bad. And like, you know, Crowley comes shows up, and of course, demons teleport behind him because I guess demons can just fucking teleport no matter what. Now, I thought that was only an angel thing, but yeah. I guess that's demons too. I don't know. Um, demons grab him and throw and they throw Sam and Dean in a cell. Meanwhile, yeah, okay, so. Th- 
step one, you fucking you you grab them by the arms and you kill both of those Winchesters right then and there. But instead, what? these fucking morons are like, let's put our hunks in cages and then like torture them or something and then kill them. You know, you fucking know that they're better than you and that they're gonna kill you. Just you take the advantage and you stab them a hundred and fifty times until they're just gone because you know that the Winchesters are gonna come for you, Crowley. You're supposed to be smarter than this, but no. Let's do the bad guy thing and put them in a cage so they can break out. Yeah, it's 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 not a good plan. This is the standard villain like failure, right? Anytime your villain yeah. is like, "Oh, I've got to yeah. save these guys to kill later," like, "No, you're a villain. You should just kill them now." That's what villains do. Like, anytime Magneto kidnaps Wolverine, I'm like, "You could just rip the metal off his bones, dog." Like, that'd be the easiest <laughs> thing in the world. You could destroy this man. Why aren't just immediately destroy him? He's gonna come back after you if you don't. It's exactly what Dean and and, and Sam are gonna do. Uh, these boys are tenacious. You gotta kill them. You, got, you even, have to kill even them when you kill them, they're gonna come back. So exactly. Um, <clears throat> I think somewhere around here we see that Christian, old Christian Campbell, possessed by a demon, comes and he kind of attacks or gets he gets Meg. <laughs> yeah, this dude just straight up Snake Plissken me because I thought he was dead, and he yeah. just shows up out of nowhere as soon as. Um, there's a really cool scene, by the way. I want to call this out when Meg finishes with the Hellhounds. She kind of like. <clears throat> <clears throat> Jesus Christ. She kind of drops one and it's, it's invisible on screen. We can't see it, but you could see the, the effects of the, like it, it stuff whooshes away from it. And she has to mm-hmm. step over this invisible thing. I just really liked it. Like the way that they do the uh, invisible effects, I thought were really cool, but yeah, Christian comes out of nowhere and I don't understand why this dude's in, is still in the show. <laughs> like why? <laughs> I didn't, I thought he was dead already, just but no, because then Dean can kill him later that's literally i guess, all. I guess that's it okay um her fighting the hellhound by the way was one of the scenes that was really cool when it was like 1.5 sped up whatever oh i can uh, imagine it's yeah. just so aggressive of her like just jabbing this angel blade into a thing that we can't see but it was still it was actually really cool yeah this is i i could see that being really cool i like the fight scene a lot it doesn't last very long um no Christian's going to kidnap her. We're going to deal with her later. In the meantime, Samuel shows up at Dean's door and just, I guess, to, to gloat or something? Like, I don't know why Samuel's I talking think he's to Dean. he's like, hey, uh, sorry, I, you know, whatever. And Dean is like, uh-uh, uh-uh, and gives him the tough guy speech, being like, I'm going to fucking get out of here, and then I'm going to fucking kill you. And there's lots of accusations of who is less family to the other. Like, no, 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 you're you're 100 percent less fin- less family. No, 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 you're 100 percent times infinity less family. Like, yeah. there's a lot of that going back and forth between these two. Uh, I, I will give I will give Ackles some credit though because when he tells Samuel that he's going to come back for him, he does his serious Dean face, his I'm about to kill some shit face, and I love mm-hmm. that shit. That is that is my jam. <laughs> he is- also makes a comment about John, how like John would. He did something, but he wouldn't sell out his family. I'm not sure what the quote was. I didn't write it down. But I thought it was interesting that Dean brought up John. Yeah, he said, you reminded me of my father. I didn't write this down either, so I'm going off the, off the dome. Um, you remind me of my father, but the difference was my father did this for his family. Not for not, not, He didn't abandon his family in the process, which, mm-hmm. eh, eh, eh. Like, I, I mean, he was around. I'm not saying he, he left. Didn't, so, okay, here's the difference. He... he he didn't figuratively abandon them. He always kept them in his heart. You know, sure. he was always fighting for them, but he literally abandoned them. Yeah, but not forever. I guess maybe that's the yeah, difference. But not like, forever. Yeah, Dad only abandoned us for at most two weeks during Christmas. Like he never Christmas like break. sold them out. You know, he no, like, not at all. Here, take my sons to give me my wife back. Um, 
some demons after this conversation uh we see dean getting more and more pissed samuel leaves and then somebody opens the door and there's a couple of demons there to grab dean to go somewhere else uh we flash back to over to meg and her and she is now 100% naked and strapped into these weird leather like genital hiding uh <laughs> Devices that have demon symbols written all over yeah. them, which seems like the one of the most. Thing... Go ahead. They did the same thing to Ruby in uh, season four. They strapped her to this completely naked, but I just feel like they did this to dudes too, but they were never nude. <laughs> Again, going back to the Arrested Development. Again, they were never the Arrested Development. <laughs> uh, um, but I, like... I, I don't remember them doing this to Ruby at all when she was. To... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I do. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did do this to her. Yeah, this seems this seems weirdly provocative and kind of torture porny to me. To be honest with you. Yep, it is. It's weird. Um, I'm not I'm not super into uh, torture porn, so no. you know, not my thing. Me either. Uh, I don't even really particularly like the Saw movies. <laughs> like, I think that's a little over the top. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've never been into the torture horror stuff. I don't know. The uh, Christian is spending some time with, with her and basically cutting her up. And she's just going to like scream and flirt at him the entire time. Like, telling him, uh, you're sticking that in all the wrong places or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just uh, her endless sexual innuendos were really distracting in this episode. And I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter to me or anything. But it's just it's just very <laughs> weird. It's interesting. It's intense. It's just it's it's intense. It's very intense. Meanwhile, Dean is led into uh, this room with a bunch of bloody entrails, a dead body in the ground and on the ground. And the demons bring in like a couple of dudes who um, I looked this up, by the way. There's something cool about this. I want to tell you. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, these guys are supposed to be ghouls. Which I didn't. Oh, yeah. I, I assumed that they were vampires, uh, but Same. I guess they were. They were supposed to be ghouls. There's a there's a trivia section on the on the Wikipedia, um, and there's a quote from story editor Brett Matthews. <clears throat> can I can I read you this quote? I would love it. In the first draft, Dean gets thrown into this underground pit where there's just sand and a huge trough of water. He starts digging and finds a bone, realizes he's been thrown into a monster pen. Then this huge tentacle reaches up and grabs him and sucks him under. Sam busts out with a fire axe. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But Sam busts out with a fire axe and chops the tentacle off and pulls him out. But Dean's legs all messed up. It was going to be a very bold step into the realm of monster, but it was just too expensive. Wow. That would have been really interesting. It would have been, would have like been a super total cool. Star Wars thing, but yeah. we've never seen a monster other than a Wendigo that doesn't look like a person. And that's so going to that be been consistent really for intense. like the next fourteen thousand seasons. <laughs> yeah, it's a choice, and I get it's a it's just how it is. But man, if they, I mean, I guess they do some weird like Leviathan shit, but Leviathan suck. Um, yeah. Anyway, that would have been really cool. But instead, he's just left in a room with some ghouls. I guess. Yeah, and, you know, there's a fight. <laughs> in the meantime, uh, Sam, we see, we, we flash back to Sam, and Sam is literally chewing his wrist off in one of the most what-the-fuck moments of this episode, because I had forgotten anything about what Sam was about to do. So watching Sam just chow into his wrist was really startling to me. Yeah, I was surprised. Even now, I was like, is he trying to, like, get his... Demon, Demon blood. That's exactly what I thought too. Is he getting that blizzy? Is he getting back into that blizzy? It's not that way. Are that we works. supposed to think that? Like, what, I don't really know what. But it's a bold move. Just to, I mean, and sure enough, when the uh, with the demons come back to to get him, he's like up against the wall and he's all covered in blood. And they 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 step in and he has painted a uh, 
perfect, beautiful looking devil's trap on the ceiling with his own blood, which is, man, that's a lot of blood. You crazy boy. That's and a did it lot so of blood. Well. There's, um, so the, the demons are stuck there and it's just the, the last scene we get of this prison cell is just Sam grinning with the blood in his teeth. And that is actually a pretty effective scene for me because it's a, a new side of the soulless business because we keep we, we've been getting kind of the comedy out of it and now we're getting this ruthlessness and like he looks like a monster he looks like the things that dean is currently fighting because his face is just covered in blood and um i think the, it's it's provocative the thing that i like about this is this, this is what we've heard about sam um all throughout season six we've heard that he's oh, uh, yeah true that he's he's been the the best hunter. That he's willing to do anything. That he's you know made more kills or, or what have you. He's confessed killing innocent people in order to to get the job done. This is the first time we pull that curtain back and actually see what he is capable of doing. Literally biting into his own wrist in order to make this devil's trap. Presumably killing the demons afterwards. I doubt he just leaves them behind because that seems like it would yeah. be a stupid move. Killing the demons to go to go then save his brother from these <laughs> LL Bean model reject catalog mm-hmm. that Supernatural pulls other actors from yeah. uh, who are also ghouls by the way. But that's never mentioned. I assume that he can't exercise them because of the whole thing the whole spell that Crowley has, mm-hmm. but I don't really know what else Sam would have in his arsenal to kill these guys. It doesn't really matter though. Cause he shows up to help to get these guys off of Dean and he just pulls like a lead pipe from the wall, just rips it off. He's like, yo, what's up? Did y'all forget? I was a hunk and also crazy. <laughs> yeah. And he's he definitely just, a he, hunk, hulk, hunk smash mode in, in this, in this yeah. scene. <laughs> and uh, that's exactly what he does. He, he hunk smashes down on these ghouls and, uh, you know, skewers them through with this pipe. Yeah. There's a, there's one, I think it's the second guy where he basically just like home run swings for this dude's head. And it makes a really sickening thunk noise when it hits and the camera cuts away at that exact moment. It goes to black, but it's, it's bad. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like they, they timed it perfectly because I feel like that dude's head exploded. (laughs) Sam's dark now. Sam is, Sam is super dark. Uh, Talk about going dark side or something. They definitely going dark side. So uh, they run into, we go back to Meg actually, and uh, she's she's being tortured by Christian still, and uh, he goes to to like stab her some more, and she starts openly laughing, and he's immediately you could tell just very uncomfortable with it. Like, wait a minute, why aren't you? What? Why are you laughing at me? What are you talking? What's not, it's not nice? As he's got this woman tied up and is you know sticking a knife into her, and of course Dean comes from behind with and stabs that dude in the heart, and Kristen is finally dead. So we don't have yeah, to deal like, with oh, that. Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm laughing. He says, "What's so funny?" She says, "Dean Winchester is behind you." <laughs> it's really really dumb. And so let me ask you a question here. Uh, they have they have they've gone with Meg so that they can use Meg to get to Crowley, right? Hmm. And presumably she has some sort of power that's going to let her have so, exert some sort of control over Crowley. But I really thought at this point that Dean would just straight up execute this chick while she was tied to the chair. Yeah. Um, she, I guess she, they, they still have her as part of it, especially since they don't have Castiel at the moment. Mm-hmm. He got, he got banished. So yeah, I mean, they're just doing all sorts of wacky things without proper motivations in this season. So, you know, 
just roll with it. And really, I feel like it's just this episode. I, I, up yeah. to this, up until this episode, which we're about almost at the halfway point, it, it feels like everything has kind of made sense. It's, it's only in this ep- this episode, which otherwise I, I kind of like. Like I like everything that's going on. It's just it doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense for these people to be doing this. Either way, Dean Freezer, uh, she gets dressed, thankfully, uh, and then they go find Crowley and trick him into a devil's trap because yeah, he's the stupidest character on the show. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why they decided that he would fall for that shit this time around, but he does. Um, well, he sort of does. He comes into the room and he sees Dean and he's like, oh, yeah, of course you're out. Like, I'm not surprised. And then Sam clubs him over the back of the head with a pipe again. Uh, super violent move. And he goes tumbling down onto the ground. It's just that kind of that sort of violence, the punching and like hitting which somehow seems more violent than the shooting and the stabbing. Cause I don't know why, but him just clubbing Crowley over the head and him taking a spill. It's like, Oh fuck. That's that looked like it hurt. Uh, and the word, the word gets into the double trap. The word visceral gets used a lot and probably mm-hmm. overused to a degree, but, uh, with their, a lot of times with the shooting and the stabbing, they, it's, it's very removed. Um, so they, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, they'll make a shot and somebody will, you know, a lot of times the monsters just don't even react to it because they, they're monsters. So mm-hmm. when you see Sam hit somebody in the head with a giant lead pipe and you see that head explode, basically, or you see the king of hell go down to one knee and like fall over, that's that tells you that that's more visceral to me. And I think that's the reaction that we're yeah. having to it. It, feel, it feels a yeah. little bit more disturbing at that point. For sure. And um, now, he's, now he's in the devil's trap and now... Um Meg starts doing some of her like psychic Sam Winchester shit, like with the hand motions, like ripping something from inside Crowley. Mm-hmm. And they interrogate him to find out uh, where Sam's soul is and if he can get it back. And Crowley repeats basically what Cass said earlier with a little bit more information. He says that when he brought Sam back, he got as much as he could uh, because they were not letting go of the soul and he's not willing to risk going back to get that and puts this out directly in front of Sam. Why would you want it back at this point? Like that's Satan's favorite play thing right now. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. dead. If you, if we put this thing back inside you, it will hurt you. You couldn't possibly want it back at this point. And even Meg like looks at Sam and says, yeah, man, I, that's, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> I've, I've been around for yeah. a while. I was, I was a human witch. Now I'm a, now I'm a demon. That, that all sounds right. I think she says like, oh, I thought you just finally grew some balls because he's been acting so intense, but she's like, oh, but also, yeah, don't, you don't want that back. That's a huge, huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not very encouraging for Dean, who has been on the, like, let's get his soul back train for this whole time. Um, Cause it's really hard to convince Sam at this point. Like, let's do it. Come on, man. I know you had some doubts before, but now you should really just double down on it. And before, and and they decide that Carly basically says, I can't do it and I'm not going to do it. So they hand the knife to Meg, uh, for Meg to get her revenge on Crowley. Uh, she walks over, he immediately sweeps the leg, grabs the knife, and is about to stab her when Castiel shows up to save the day. I love that Crowley turns yeah. his situation around from zero to a hero immediately. It's very satisfying to me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, it's just um, fun. And he's like, what's in the bag? And Castiel's like, you are. Because he's having, he's holding a bag of bones and a skull in his hand. And somehow he was able to, once again, locate the plot device somewhere where Crowley didn't hide it well enough. And uh, yeah, now he has Crowley's bones. Do you think it was like, do you think that Crowley hid these with uh, just a sign on them that says Crowley's bones? Yeah. He's like, (laughs) nobody look, nobody look here. 
if you if you were the king of hell, newly promoted king of hell, uh, you were getting the the lay of the land. You were expanding your territory. You would it, it had just come to light that the old the old uh, myth that if you burn a demon's original bones, they die uh, was proven true. You had collected your old bones from a couple of hunters. Where, where would you put your bones, Chris? I'm curious. I would put them like like a behind like a bookcase or um, somewhere safe like that. <laughs> I would find a box. I would cover that box in Enochian symbols, like I covered my mansion. And then I would put that box in the ground and I would write Enochian symbols all over the ground for five acres. And just like, I feel like <laughs> let, let them try. I feel like the problem, the problem that Crowley had is that he, he was like, I got to figure out where to hide this thing. I'm going to put it over here. I don't need any of these pesky demons coming around and trying to, to take my bones and like usurp my power here. So he put a devil's trap around his bones. And then he was like, oh, fuck, I can't get them now because they're behind that devil's trap. (laughs) But they were like totally out in the open. So he was like, oh, congratulations. I don't know what to do. You played yourself. (laughs) You played your goddamn self, Crowley, even though he breaks this devil's trap that he's in right now. So, well, he he breaks it with the demon knife. So, yeah, that's and this is this is legit. So he he sweeps uh, Meg's leg. Fl- grabs the demon eye, flicks it up to break the, the the devil's trap, which is kind of a baller move, and then yeah, steps out. Sweet. Immediately slams Sam and Dean against the wall, and that's when that's when our boy Castiel shows up with these bones. Very cool scene, yeah. by the way. I like this scene a lot. Yeah, it's fun. It's intense. He's getting his local bones in this bag. Um, I like what you and did. he <laughs> he kind of like talks back and forth. He's like, oh, "I'm going to give you another chance." Like. Cassie or uh, Crowley doesn't believe that these are his bones, but Cassie was like, can you help Sam or not? Can you get his soul back or not? He can't. So like, boom with a look, Castiel, Castiel lights these torches. On this fire. Shit. It's great. Yeah. Uh, and some really good CGI of Crowley burning to ashes in the ground and leaving nothing behind but the demon knife. And Crowley is officially dead. No more Crowley. We'll, we'll never see him again. Goodbye. Crowley. Bye-bye. Adios Crowley. That's a quick, quick move it just ha- it happened so fast with uh castiel like pulling the trigger on that like no you can't help okay like wartime castiel does not have any time to play around he's already been down here hanging out with his buds for a little bit longer than you, you know he's probably supposed to he's got to get back to base he's gonna you know report him for duty but here he is mucking around on earth so he's like okay you can't help fucking adios i've had enough of your bullshit crowley and he's gone yeah, this is this and this is good. I like this. Same. I'm I'm a big fan of how quick this turnaround is. You know, I, I do enjoy the the long ham fisted prolonged nature of most things in Supernatural. That's part of it. We all love that Sam and Dean are always gonna come back to life. You know, if anybody was like, I wish they'd stay dead, then they probably don't like the show very much. You know, death doesn't have to mean something in the same way it does in Game of Thrones or whatever, because that's just not what the show is. It's not why we like it. But whenever they do snappy, crazy shit like that, sometimes you're just like, oh, right on. Okay, this is happening, huh? You're just you just torch that motherfucker. Shit's crazy. Absolutely. And I I enjoy the fact that they can and will bring people back to, to, to life all the time. Um, I, I This was one of my complaints in the end of season five where they explode Castiel and immediately put him back five minutes later because it takes the sting mm-hmm. out of that. And it does. Like anytime you see a character die on screen, knowing that this is supernatural, you you just assume that they're going to be back somehow, that they're gonna, they could retcon this at, at any time. 
and mm-hmm. and we see this all over the place. Like there's constant arguments about characters that have died early in the series that have not reappeared for various reasons. That you know, are they really dead? They could come back at any time, and it's really just a hand wave. It's a it's a it's one line in a script of oh yeah, that was a fake knife. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and I'm here now, or or whatever. This feels yeah, real. The rules don't apply here now. <laughs> like, well. yeah, it's an alternate universe. Woo! Um, but it, it it this feels real in a way that some of that stuff doesn't normally feel. This feels real because we way get that, the that whole effect of it. Happening. Exactly. Yeah, and it feels like something that they wouldn't have spent the money on if they weren't going to commit to. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is which is interesting, and, and and also the effect is good. Like I like this. Uh, it's yeah. it's CGI, which I don't normally I'm not normally into, but it's it's well done. Yeah, absolutely. So just fade to black, clean up a little bit. Now we're outside, and uh, well, Sam well, I want to I want to call attention to one line real quick before sure. we move on because uh, Meg immediately disappears, and uh, Dean says, "Smart girl," because I was definitely planning on killing her. And uh, he looks at Cassie Ellen and says, but I would have given you an hour with her first, which is a really just just super creepy and terrible line. Like, this is gross. Bad Listen, Dean Winchester. They're, yeah. they're all into each other now. They, it's a weird, big group of horny people. <laughs> um, I'd have to tell you about the supernatural porno after the podcast anyway. Now, I think now Dean is the only one who's not. He's not horny. He's too sad. He's he misses Lisa. Do you guys remember Lisa from the show Supernatural? <laughs> <laughs> Dean is too uh, anxious to be horny. Like he's dealing with his brother. He's dealing with the King of Hell. He's dealing with all of these things. Like dude probably hasn't had a hard on since I don't know season or episode four of season six or something. <laughs> and that's saying something. Or, okay, okay or, okay. or wait, wait, Chris. Do you remember in the Anne Rice novels that once you got turned into a vampire, like if you were a dude, you permanently had a hard on? Do you remember yep. that that little factoid? Yep. Do you think that if since Dean got Dean got turned into a vampire, he just now has a permanent heart on all the time? <laughs> I think that like it's it, it's a it's a side effect of the cure or whatever. Yeah, he's been a little bit slower in yeah. this season. It feels mm-hmm. like because he's lightheaded all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, they the our three boys meet outside. Uh, Dean tells Kaz. I know you've got your own problems. We're here. We're here for you. Uh, we, you know, we're your friends. And I, I just want to talk about that for a minute because they are not being very friendly to Castiel throughout this entire episode. They have not lifted a single finger to do anything remotely close to helping Castiel all season long. They just get mad when he doesn't help them. They just and yell I get at the it. guy constantly. I, I do sort of get it because, like, well, they stopped the apocalypse. Which is pretty good. It's, but it's they are also it's they're there. also not listening to anything that Castiel is saying. They're just con- consistently like, "Help us out, bro!" And he's like, "Remember when Bobby yelled at you guys like two weeks ago because you were just kind of not being very appreciative <laughs> of everything he does for you?" <laughs> Same situation here. I know I'm an angel, but still, I'm also in an angel war. So, which is a little bit more hardcore than even regular war, which is already really hardcore. And yet, I keep coming down here to help you guys <laughs> with your shit, with your dumb little Sola Sam bullshit, which has to be the most petty thing in the world for first Castiel to even think about no. because. I know he considers Dean a friend, but I've never gotten the idea that him and Sam were very close whatsoever. Yeah, not barely. He called um, Sam an abomination. 
He did. He did call Sam his friend, though. At, at one point, I forget that the it was somewhere in the, near the end of season five. I forget who he's telling it to, but he says, yeah, like, I think you know, he "Sam did. is my friend, and I'll, I will defend him against whatever." So, uh, also, uh, it's it's a it's a weird situation because Sam, after saying that how much, how friendly they are, he just says, "Hey, Kaz, I need you to take care of all of these monsters for us." Bye. Yeah. <laughs> And he go does. do this thing and he does he just leaves and presumably do you think he just executes all these monsters yeah i don't he just does some like angel flashy shit maybe with the angel blade i don't know, we hear some screams kind of i just like it's it's i'm only i like getting into the details on some of this stuff like if if he is he killing a gin like with the appropriate hunter approved method or is he just like angel <laughs> killing something you know what i'm saying I don't like know. is he yeah. does he have dead man's blood for all the vampires in there is he is he burning the ghoul's bones is you know an angel I, blade a, a a cure-all for monsters. Yeah, exactly. Does it have all... Like, is it plus 10 to everything? Because is that what an angel Sam blade and is? Dean sh- Sam and Dean should definitely have an angel blade at all times if that's the case. Yeah, and, and if you're going to yell at Kaz for not doing something, yell at him for not giving you an angel blade that kills for everything. Sure. <laughs> for sure. Hey, like, you don't have to come down and help us out anymore, but, like, hook us up with one of them sweet Give swords. us some webs. I want some webs. Some <laughs> sweet, sweet some weapons. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, after Castiel is gone and presumably murders a bunch of you know monsters or whatever, uh, Sam and Dean have a conversation, and Sam just says straight out, "I don't think I want my soul back anymore. I'm afraid that if I put it back in me, it's going to cause me harm and, and damage, and I I definitely don't want it. I don't want it. I, I just don't want it. Yeah, I don't want harm or damage. <laughs> Get a little yeah, loopy at Dean, the end of the podcast. Dean says." <laughs> Uh, you don't know what you're saying. And Sam says, no, I'm just saying something that you don't like. And then he walks away and with Dean behind him being like, Sam, come on, come back, Sam. And it's again, mirroring season one, that time that actually the time that Sam met Meg, where they get in a fight and Sam Mm -hmm. storms out of the Impala. He picks up his backpack and he just walks away because him and Dean can't see eye to eye. Sam is doing something that Dean doesn't like. And this is, of course, a, a, a different version because it's not just brother drama. It's literal soul drama. But it's it's interesting when they kind of pull out those things. It's it's a very similar scene. And, um, yeah, that's we're just left with, with Sam walking away. We don't know what that's going to lead to. We don't. Just more of season six, I think, is the only logical conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, you know, it's it's. We talked about this before. I came into this episode really, really liking it. I really enjoyed some of the stuff. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I think if, uh, I think if if more episodes continue along in this path, if characters are start doing start doing things that don't really make sense for those characters to do, I can definitely see the reason that people were that that people are so down on season six in general. Uh, up to, up until this point, though, I will say, like the last nine episodes, I've been pretty into. Even the one we skipped over yeah. a little bit with the creepy dog, I was still kind of yeah. into. Like it wasn't bad. Uh, this is the first episode I feel that it goes a little bit off the rails, mm-hmm. and totally enjoyable to watch. Like we were saying, we were both like so here for it the whole time. Yeah. And then when we when we start to pick it apart, you know, why would Samuel want to do that? Why would this or that? You know, why did Crowley pull Sam out of hell? You know, it, there's just so many little things. You're like, hmm. <laughs> Maybe that doesn't make a ton of sense, but it's still entertaining. <laughs> and and here's the great thing about being alive in 2017. 
it ain't got to make sense for me to enjoy it. <laughs> like I can just enjoy to. it. Like I, I'm, I'm totally okay yeah. with it. Uh, that's, that's sure. my best. That's the best part about doing these podcasts and not for me, at least presenting myself as any kind of a critic about this stuff. I'm just here to enjoy it and talk about it. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. like, I'm not the person that's going to tell you if it's good or bad. I'm only going to tell you my opinion on whether or not I like it or not. And it's, it's, it makes this stuff infinitely more enjoyable for me to be able to talk about it in that way, as opposed to come at it with some sort of real structured, critical, you know, determination of whether yeah. it's good or not, because I could give a fuck. Uh, I, as much as I think it's dumb that Meg made out with Castiel, I think it's, I, I think it's really good. Like I still like it a whole lot, even though the characters, everything leading up to that moment makes me think that it would never have happened. But yeah, I can look past that for a fun episode every once in a while. For sure. Any last thoughts? I accidentally um, po- I turned off Audacity. That's my last thought. Um, <laughs> I did it just now. You were uh, really ready to so go. Huh? <laughs> I didn't mean to do it. I hit the I hit the space bar, and I know if I fucking press play again, I'm gonna screw everything up. So I'm sorry. Just the last the last two minutes here, I won't. Have yeah, audio. if you hear Chris's audio change, that's, that's okay because I, I it's just me using my copy instead of his copy um thank you everybody for listening to the podcast we very much appreciate it it's it's so nice that you listen to it if you have any comments or questions or you just want to chat with us please hit us up on twitter at motwcast you can also we also are on tumblr facebook and instagram you can chat with us at any of those places we really appreciate it uh chris why don't you tell them about our patreon a little bit you can go to patreon.com slash monster of the week and we our biggest goal here is pretty much to bring you guys more podcasts, more episodes about Supernatural, more episodes about other things that are not Supernatural. Uh, we want to cover the comic books, the anime, because there's a Supernatural anime. We've said it before, but there, let's let that sink in. There's a Supernatural anime, and it got made, and Jared Padalecki's in it. I don't know if Dean is in it. I don't think that he is. <laughs> He's definitely not playing Dean um, if he is. You guys might be hearing something pretty soon, a little uh, excerpt from one of the fabulous Supernatural novels that you could mm, hear us uh, mm. cover in a, in a critical way. Uh, that's all stuff that we have put as stretch goals for our Patreon account. So if you're interested in any of that stuff, consider checking it yeah. out. And if you can't do that, that's fine. Tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, leave a review or a rating on iTunes, which really helps us out. Or, you know what? Just keep listening. We love you if you just keep listening, too. That's fine. And that's pretty excellent. Yeah, thank you to everybody that's been doing that so far. We will be back next week with two more episodes of season six Supernatural. And until then, um, enjoy your soul cavity. Is that our sign off? I'm just making shit up now. So, like, what do we what do we say? That's the one. Like it? Enjoy your that's enjoy your soul one. cavity, everybody. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
I know you wanted to get out mm-hmm. here. Can I? Autumn just sent me a link to uh, the the brewing company for uh, that Jensen runs for Jensen. Yeah, I just sent you a link in the Discord. It opens up and it says "coming soon," and I want you to <laughs> see what it says. I don't want to. I don't want. I just want you to read it all natural. Okay, hang on. I'm just saving my audio. Okay, me in Discord coming soon. <laughs> okay. Are you 21? If not, yes, I am. Coming soon, serving people fermented things. <laughs> a family business. A family business. Isn't that nice? What the fuck? Click on, uh, <laughs> go ahead and click on the family up top. Oh, what's up, guys? I like Jensen Ackles. They're dressed as... Wayne and um, Garth. Oh my god! I almost said Beavis and Butthead. Jesus! Don't worry, wow. I know Wayne's World. I just brain farted. Wow, that's yeah. That's that's not what that is. I know that's not what that is. Jeremy I had a brain fart. Yeah. I know what it is. I love Wayne's World. Um, Autumn was saying that their beer names are really good too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I haven't checked that out. I didn't check that out while I was recording. So I am. Um, I mean, I'm just uploading my audio, so I I'm here. I'm here for a minute anyway. Ooh, they have a ghost white IPA. That'd be into that. I like um, lighter ales and IPAs and stuff. I don't know. I just big fan. They got a Hamilton Pale. I was expecting more. Fun, more Man, I need to find out names here. To be honest, on um, <laughs> yeah, Hall and Oats. Hall and Oats is good. Brown yeah. ale, that's mm-hmm. pretty good. Cosmic Cow- Cowboy IPA. That's me on Twitter at Cosmic Cowboy. Um, I I went to this restaurant for Jess's birthday and I ordered a beer. That was the picture that I had of like the, the foot long beer yeah, or whatever yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. But it was some sort of honey something. It wasn't meat or anything. It was like a beer. It was in the beer family, not in the not in the cider family or anything like that. But it, it was a it was a honey beer and I don't know what kind it was, but it was one of the best beers I've ever had. <laughs> I need to get it again. Could it be one of those like uh My mouth is literally watering looking at these. Oh my god, I have to close this. Could have been one of those like bourbon uh barrel ale brewed beers where they get the, the bourbon barrels and brew beer in that. Very possible. Yeah, Autumn really yeah, I've had some bourbon whenever before. she goes in Kentucky, she she usually like sneaks pack. They don't come in six packs, they uh, come in four packs, but she sneaks four of those home, so I don't like them at all. Like I think they're like way too much. They just like way overwhelming to me. So, yeah, I have to. Uh, I was have to go easy on intense beers. Oh, they're just going all into politics. Let me see what my boy said. You didn't send me a picture. Oh, you texted me a picture. I was in Discord. Might be. Sorry. Ooh, which is Canyon. <laughs> look how bad they look. That's not a good look for Dean. Oh, wow. You know, he looks. The best thing about this picture bad. is that it's a live picture with sound. So you probably need to check yourself when you do that. Oh, I know. I know. Could you get yourself in trouble. Yeah, Dean's hair does not. Dean, he literally looks like he has a bowl cut in this. Yeah, and he's just dressed like awful. He just does not look good. Sam's hair is even worse, but but at least Sam um, has like a thing. Like he's he's going for like a messy kind of situation. Yeah, it's just bad all around. It is. I agree. Bad all around. 
I've looked at the niche, the niche more often, and it's 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 a small niche. I'm kind of worried about the niche. <laughs> I was telling Autumn about it, but there was really no good way to to solve the problem of of the too small niche because uh, apparently you're not supposed to put those on outside walls, so we couldn't just put uh, another one in, and the, everything else was already boarded up. So, so here's your thing: is you instead of buying regular shampoo, you got to buy the um you got to buy hotel size. Yeah, yeah, travel <laughs> shampoos like from that section of Walmart. Absolutely. Yeah. And you stock up, so it's not like you're going to run out. You know, it, you use them at the same rate as regular shampoo, but you just got the little tiny bottle, little baby bottle that, like, if you cl- squint too hard, you won't even be able to see it. It's so small, and it will make the rest of the shower look enormous. <laughs> you're going to feel like you are in the biggest shower anyone has ever. I'm going to feel in. like I'm one of these fairies in this first episode of Supernatural we're going to cover. That's that's why I buy all these action figures because I'm like I'm the biggest boy in the whole world. <laughs> but, but Chris, you are the biggest boy in the whole world. What are you talking about? I know you're so tall. <laughs> I'm not even as tall as you. <laughs> dude, I don't know. There's some dude on the duck feed slack. Um, oh, okay. He sent me this message out of the blue. What am I supposed This is in the Discord, by the way. Not, not your text. Do you happen to know Jane Elizabeth Greer? I have an aunt named Jane, yeah. Was she born in 1953? I have no idea. Let me do math real quick, maybe. What's up? It's the same person I'm in the process of laying out her gravestone. <laughs> There's no date of passing, so I presume she's still alive. <laughs> and and I, this is a you know this is this is an excerpt. It's not set in stone, so I guess that bitch still living. <laughs> there is no there's no expiration date, so here we are. <laughs> just, he's like he's gonna message you tomorrow, like just following up. You're gonna be like following up on what? Be like, is she dead? <laughs> I, I was asking, not telling. Which is a lot of fun. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. a good word choice, Dean Winchester. There's a lot of good stuff from Dean in this. I thought you were going to keep going there. My bad. <clears throat> no, I got. I I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell you a secret. This is this is when. Everybody started talking about Kingdom Hearts in our Discord, and I got real distracted, and I had to keep rewinding it. So my, my notes are a little sloppy here. The midsection. This is this, when the big Kingdom notes. Hearts conversation happened. That thing went and on for like in. five, like like fifty posts. Right? It was just constant. It was like it was like two hundred posts. Those guys know so much more about those games than I I they ever were, could. They got deep. Uh, they did. And as always happens, like my, I don't, I don't know why I don't take an allergy pill before we start recording. Let me go grab an allergy pill real quick. For sure, my dude. And now a reading from Supernatural, Witches Canyon. Got him, Dean said a minute later. Cedar Wells address: Peter Pinoli, M.D. Stop it, that's not his name. He's a doctor. That's what it says. Sam checked the digital readout on the clock. 9.30. A little late to be considered polite, but etiquette was far from his first priority at the moment, and doctors had to be used to getting calls at all, all at all hours, right? This is his thought process. He turned away from the laptop and snatched up the mobile phone. Read me the number, Dean did. <laughs> Read me the number, Dean did, and Sam punched the buttons. You didn't need that. The voice that answered didn't belong to the doctor. It was too young to have been around in 1966, and too female to be anyone named Peter. Hello? Hey, don't fucking assume. Hi, Sam said. I'm sorry to call so late. I'm looking for Dr. Pinoli. <laughs> Hold on a sec, she said. He heard the thumping noises and then a muffled shout. Dad! 
More thumping sounds, and a minute later, an older, deeper voice came on the line. This is Dr. Pinoli. Peter Pinoli? That's right. This is going to sound strange, Doctor, but I just read that you were a witness to one of the killings in the last Cedar Wells murder cycle back in 1966. Is that true? Fuck, Sam. Pinoli let out a long pause. <laughs> Pinoli let a long pause elapse before he spoke. What's your interest? Sam had known that question was coming. And as usual, there was no easy answer for it. I don't know if you've heard it, but there's but it started again, right on schedule. Honestly, it seemed like the best policy in this case, so we took a breath and continued. My brother and I are trying to stop it, not just for now, but forever. We need to understand what we're dealing with. I wondered if you'd take a few minutes to tell us about your experience. Tonight? People are dying, Dr. Pernoli. Tonight would be good. Jesus, Sam. Another pause, but not as long this time. Very well. Can you come... <laughs> Oh my god, can you come around right away? We're leaving right now, Sam said, and thank you. Okay, first and first mostly, do not invite a strange man calling you about murder in the middle of the night to your house. Your daughter is there, we confirmed that because she answered the phone. Let. How about you just talk to him on the phone right now? Because he doesn't need to come to your home. That's very dangerous and inappropriate, Dr. Pinoli. The Pinolis lived in a large white house on the edge of town. A wrought iron fence stood around the property, but the gate was open when they arrived. Driveway lights illuminated the way to the front door, which was made of some heavy carved wood. <laughs> a brass knocker hung on it, just below a huge, fresh pine wreath. But before either of the brothers could grab it, the door swung open. Sam guessed that the girl who opened it was the one who had answered the phone. She was 19 or 20, he speculated, wearing a red cable knit, what, cable knit sweater with a white reindeer emblazoned on it. The front, uh, the, f- the front over faded jeans and thick purple socks. I'm Heather, she said with a bright smile. I'm Sam. This is Dean. Okay, why are... Men called you in the middle of the night, Dr. Pinoli. Two strangers, you don't know them. They called you about a murder in the middle of the night. You let your... You invited them over, and then you let your daughter answer the door. What the fuck? Your dad here? Dean asked. At least somebody's on target. I'll get him. Her pale blonde hair was shoulder length and loose. I bet she's gotta be involved in this plot somehow. And when she pivoted to fetch her feather, it whirled around her head like a... a father, excuse me, not feather. It whirled around her head like a hoop skirt on a square dancer. I'm not, I'm not great at reading. Cute, Sam muttered when she was gone. For a kid, I guess, Dean said. Any reply Sam might have made was cut off by footsteps coming toward from... Okay, what? Sam saying calling her cute? And she's 19 or 20? I mean, I guess he's... At this point, this takes place during season one. Sam's 22. It's not like it's that creepy. He's a couple years old. But it just seems out of character. And Dean being like, for a kid. I mean, I'm glad that you're not into kids, Dean, but Jesus. This whole thing is weird. One set was Heather's soft shuffling, the other heavier, with an added knocking sound. Sam saw why. When Dr. Pinoli came into view, he was a big man, tall and broad, with a gut of substantial mass preceding him into the room. He carried a wooden cane, and the cane's rubber tip tapped the floor with every step. You're Dean, he said, approaching Sam and extending his right hand. No, Sam, this is Dean. Why write that part in? Sam took the hand and gave it a quick shake. The doctor turned to Dean, shook his as well, and said, Delighted to meet you both. Welcome to my home. It's late for coffee, but if you'd like a cup of herbal tea or hot chocolate... No thanks, Dean said. We don't... (laughs) We don't want to take much of your time. Let's at least make ourselves comfortable, Pinoli said. He gestured toward a double doorway with a pocket door that was mostly tucked into its slot. Shall we? Dean led the way, followed by Sam, Dr. Pinoli, and Heather. Find out next time, I guess. Jeremy's back. This is so fucking weird. This guy's like stoked to have guests over to talk about murder in the middle of the night with his daughter. I'm into that. What's up, my dude? Uh, That took a little bit longer than I expected. Yeah, no, you were just giving me some lead time. <clears throat> uh, no, uh, one of my dogs threw up on the floor, so I had to clean that. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah. Every time I, every single time that my cat throws up, I step in it, so. Well, I didn't step in it. I know. 
it was do you ever walk into a room and you're like this doesn't smell like it normally does <laughs> yeah yeah my cat will things. hound me hound me endless, endlessly being like please give me wet food and i'm like you have dry food in your bowl right now I'm like please kindly fuck off sully and he's like no dude like i i need to have wet food and i'm like fine have some wet food and then like 45 seconds later he pukes it everywhere and i'm like you suck you were so full you just saw me near the basket i keep your wet food in and you were that thought well obviously that means i need to eat wet food right now right no sully you're crazy anyway <laughs> talk about supernatural <laughs> yeah dog vomit's not fun that's not a good thing Caged Heat is definitely like a Skinamax movie, right? It's got to be. I mean, they talk about porn in this episode. Oh no, no, no. Okay, this is a this is oh this is yeah this is why I thought it was this. It's a, uh, a in a women's prison, a group of inmates band together to combat the repressive and abusive policies of the warden. So I was wondering what. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's a feminist flick. It's a feminist flick. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've just been thinking recently that I, I, I keep seeing thinking. people saying like, like uh, Tracer is a canon lesbian in um, mm-hmm. Overwatch, and like that's really great. And then like white dudes will be like super mad about it for some reason. And I just kind of I've been wanting to just shout into the heavens that Siri from The Witcher is a canon lesbian, but it doesn't come up in the games at all. Really? And I just feel like that would be something that like a lot of people would want to know. But if you just played the games, then you what well, you wouldn't know that. <laughs> I have to pee, but I waited too long. Oh, go. Go, go pee. Okay. I'll be right back. Do the thing. Oh, yeah, listeners. That's the sound that you know you like. That's ASMRJ opening up a nice, cold brew. Tonight I'm drinking an Abita Brewing Company special, The Boot. Louisiana exclusive. That's right. You're in Arkansas? Fuck off. Mississippi? Fuck off. Texas? Fuck off. Only Louisiana can you get access to this beer. It's nothing special. But when something's exclusive, it kind of adds a little something to it, doesn't it? A little je ne sais quoi, if you will. Tonight, listeners, I don't have much to talk about. I just want to let you know how special you are to me. Despite the YouTube algorithm constantly needing to be fed and for me to produce videos with content that I don't necessarily agree with, you're sticking with me. You're true fans. You're true friends, I think is what really matters. And you're the ones that have made this ASMRJ channel exactly what it is. Which is a YouTube channel with almost 100 subscribers. Listeners, if you could just get me past that 100 mark, I could get my own custom URL. And that would just be something really special to me. It would mean a lot. YouTube.com slash hashtag QR2356 H Q3 2 Soon to be YouTube.com slash ASMRJ. That's right. All you need to do is smash that subscribe button for me smash it if you're listening to this i know you're thinking about it what else could you be thinking about smash it smash it Whew. feel better Whew. i fell in
Oh no! <laughs> that's, the, that's the worst thing. You ever have to deal with that? Like, it's like you go to the bathroom, you go for a while, and somebody's like, "What'd you fall in?" Yeah, like, I yes, I fell in. I had to change. That's uh, that's up there, and uh, I'm gonna run to the store. We'll be better if you drive, huh? That's right. Hey, up. fuck off! I'm trying to be healthy. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally I'm running my dick off over here. What do you want? I'm trying to get. I'm trying to lose some lbs. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to get into it? I am ready to get into it. Oh, there's even more. Sorry. So Brayton donated two hundred and thirty one dollars two hundred and thirty dollars and one cent, saying thank you for letting me be a part of Duck Street. It's one of my favorite events each year. I am so proud to be a part of it. Thank you, Brayton. You do a lot for us. Russell Pig gave fifteen dollars and two cents, saying, Let's do this thing. Chim Cherry gave fifty dollars. Yost Yost Revort gave twenty dollars, saying final stretch. Sam Winchester said, I've got demon blood in me, Dean. This disease pumping through my veins, and I can't ever rip it out or scrub it clean. I am a whole new level of freak, and I'm just trying to take this, this curse, and make something good of it, because I have to. Thank you, Sam. Bonus Lizard gave $10 six times in a row, saying thanks for supporting a good cause. Thank you.